Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smod Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Good morning, interwebs. Welcome to the Smodcast's Morning Show with me, Morty. You're listening to the Smodcast Internet Radio Network with a very special beat bumper coming to us live. Bink bumper, will you please? I'm tweeting right now, Marty. Oh, sorry. Hey, it's Dan Etheridge. Who let you in? Who let the Dan in? Who? 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 Can you cut his mic? All right, cut cut my mic. Actually, I agree. Cut my mic. That was the worst thing I've ever done on this program. Welcome back. It's the worst worst thing I've ever done in my life. That was Holocaustal. How are your new lows? How are your cross country trips? Uh, Wow, we're diving right in. Let's say good morning to uh, DJ Jones and to Bill Tweederson. You got it right. (laughs) Robbing me of my catchphrase. But he got it right. Uh, sorry about that, sir. And of course, a hearty good morning to you. It's always good. I literally just bounded in the door late uh, and just sat down, didn't get a chance to express, Marty, how good it is to see your shining Asian face. Good morning. To Why you. does it have to be shining? Why does it have to be face? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is Asian. <laughs> and it's not your face I was looking at. Hey, now. Hello. Hello. I just woke up. All right. We don't have to get right into catching up with, with you guys. <laughs> That's right. Let's, we talk <laughs> about, let's talk about campaign finance reform. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, Here's my thinking. <laughs> no, I do want to talk about that, though. You do that while I read this email. Okay. Here, I'm going to just give a quick a quick couple shout outs. Uh, Veronica, she uh, tweeted. Mars? No. Veronica. The other one. Lofren. Mars? Is it Lofren or Logren? Whatever. Lofren. Um she says, I'm here, I'm listening uh, to a show two weeks ago while I define the carriers and warehouses for our new ERP system. And it's because I asked what people do when they listen to the show, and it's ah. really uh, it's great to hear from, from people. So if you do want to let us know what you're doing, tweet us at NoonerDanMarty, or you can email us at NoonerPodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're doing whatever Veronica just said, also tweet in what that means That's uh, in layman terms. Enterprise Resource Planning, duh. Oh, duh. duh. Well, I'm a- <laughs> I don't know what enterprise visual planning is. I've never seen an ERP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sulking. Weren't they a rap? Weren't they a rap group in the nineties? Oh, the ERP. They're unbelievable. Oh, you know that's EMF. Do you know P? Um, and Yako I know said, BDP. Yes. Uh, Yako said, "Ask me if I was, uh, if I am or am not a vegetarian." I uh, for the month of April, I'm going doing the whole vegan thing. Really? Yeah. For How's health reasons, or just because you're yeah. really bored? Uh, both. <laughs> just sort of resetting. You know, little health thing. Lose a little weight. Maybe that's why I said shining. Yeah. Because it does things for the skin, and you do look a little luminescent. Uh, Almost, I'd say opaque. I totally I see your how bones. Be, <laughs> that's not opaque. That's really transparent. Yeah. Oh yeah, the other thing. The you other know, thing. The visible. You man. know, you look so oblique. <laughs> Are you using I'm oblique feeling, by L'Oreal? I'm feeling pretty obtuse myself. <laughs> Good, I'm bemused by that. Good. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm oh, going to get Thomas and I have a long like history. Maybe you and I do have like words that we like. Bemused kind of does know. not mean amused, and we finally had to go. Okay, what the fuck does it? Okay, it's confused. But people use it as amused. It's like there's a lot like diffident. Right, right. You know, the words that we think we kind of know the meaning because right, they or, sound or, like, but they mean the other thing. Yeah, I right. always get dearth wrong. I always think it means uh, an abundance, but it's a lack. Really? No, I always think it means a lack, but it's an abundance. No, right. it's, an, it's a lack. See, I don't know what no, it you're is. you're on it. You're, I, you were on it. You had that. Right. You were there. You had it. 
Tweederson, you had it. Victory. Tweederson. When people misuse modicum, like, you know, I want a modicum of all this. You know, just want the barely. I just want a small. I want a modicum of comedy this morning. I was just about to. Hey, Marty and I are in sync. All right. Got your heads in the game. Very quickly, we're just going to. There's not a lot of news to get through, but I do want to say that. There was a really good TED Talk. I have some ups and downs about TED Talks these days. There, there are too many of them. They don't right. read them out very well. But Lawrence Lessig, Larry Lessig, he's a, a lawyer. He clerked under uh, Scalia, actually. Right. And he teaches at Harvard, I think? Or, yeah, I, I think know. so. He's a big, big mind, big brain guy. He had a great one on big campaign brain. finance reform. And he was saying that we need, if we're going to reform the the uh, electoral system, we have to go beyond fixing Citizens United. And that's kind of his point of like that yeah. in this past election, there, he talks about how, how where money went to. And, and basically he's talking about how, how there's the democratic class of people and then there are the money class of people. And the money class def- define who the dem- – who Democratic small d. Right. right yeah. Who, who, yeah, where the democracy goes. So uh, basically, you know, Mitt Romney was picked by very few people. And he in fact cites that like uh, – you know, he says like 0.05% of the, the population, they're the ones who are funding democracy these days, small d democracy. And he even says that 0.00042% of Americans gave 60% of the Jeez. super PAC money. Right. That's 132%, uh, 132 Americans gave 60% of super PAC money. Mm-hmm. That's, like, you know, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, so when you have that in, at stake, where does how do you have true democracy? And wow, we really dove into the deep end. Yeah, well, because, yeah. because you know what, I, I jumped on this because Dan, you 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 have insight on this. You have knowledge. You have awareness. I got nothing. Of this. Whereas we have uninformed opinions. Yeah, yes. right. We, we yeah. have our trademark uninformed. Opinions. I mean, I don't. I mean, I think it's the it's the where the dividing line is. Where does free speech end and you know finance campaign finance begin? When it's like, right. which is what the court was grappling with. I don't. It's a tough thing because it feels like money, like water, finds its level. Money's always found its way into these things. Right. So it, I am a believer in campaign finance reform. I am a skeptic in that I think somehow money always finds its way into the hands. It just does. Well, so I think if you, want, if you really wanted true finance reform, you'd have to say, you know, even this wouldn't work. I mean, the the like, okay, each of you get – well, this was the old system, but I mean, some firm, small amount of free advertising on television that they each could exploit and no other. But it's never going to go for it because the Supreme Court's going to go down the road that other people can advocate for those candidates, and that's part of free speech. And once you open that door, well, I don't know how you close it. Well, actually, in Connecticut, they uh, back in what uh, early in the two thousands, I think, or ninety eight, seventy, they changed their campaign campaign finance rules so that. Uh, if you had a certain number of small donors to show that – to basically demonstrate that you were a viable candidate, that you could qualify for public funding. And if you if you ex- ex- accepted that public funding, then you uh, had to limit yourself to a certain amount of cam- campaign finance spending, and th- there are certain caps on it. Right. But basically, 78% of uh, – in the last election of candidates embraced this public funding. So, But the question is <clears> – <throat> And it may not be as relevant on a state level, and particularly in a state like Connecticut, sure. but 
outside spending. I mean, that's really where in this election, well, not only do we have enormous spending uh, literally by the candidates and the, their machinery, but the massive amount of outside spending has Connecticut does Connecticut have that issue and has it tackled that problem? Sure. Uh, and and could it pass constitutional muster, muster ultimately? Right. right. And I, and it will take some sort of active legislation be but I think that you have to go beyond just uh Citizens United, but certainly that's a first. Well, well I think step. That, I think a first step would be complete transparency. I don't understand what what a constitutional issue is with if there's a group spending all this money. So right now, should, super PACs are 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 opaque. That's right. They're, they're, they're oblique. oblique. They're oblique. Yes, <laughs> they're completely uh, yeah. transparent. They're obstinate. Uh, um, no, and uh, so <laughs> aren't obliques muscles? Oh, <laughs> sure. They're, 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 yeah. Oh, Marty, that bemused me. <laughs> You're so bemusing. Um, yeah, you know, b- uh, that's right. And you, so you've got these super PAC spending a ghastly amount of money, and they're funded secretively by either corporations or people behind them. And these corporations them. can be from be. international corporations, right? And which you is- know, honestly, I don't know, but uh, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, corporations these days are multinational. Yeah, so, so it's you're like, probably right. So it's it's a little sad that, that we no longer have a true American democracy, you know? Yeah, well, uh, you know... <sighs> Because that, well, I don't know if I I don't know if I quite go to that level sure, of despair, sure, sure. but yes, I think that if you have like billions of dollars being funneled in by people who you by, by groups where you don't know where that funding's coming from, I do think that's a real problem. Uh, that that seems to me a fixable problem. I I don't think the Supreme Court would have a, a difficulty with that, but who knows? If we could ever pass the firebrand House Republicans, um, right? By the way, uh, Christopher Brown, if you want to follow us on the Twitter, he Chris Brown is in Saskatchewan. He posted a a, a site of some. It's oh, the greatest it's awesome. picture I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. It's uh, smoke. It's not smoked meat. That's I'm just making bacon. that my, That's my just bacon. Uh, screensaver. Yeah. Yeah. That, it almost looked bacon like when it first grill. came up. I thought it was pastrami. No, that no. Like, yeah, it just but, looks like a pig that, swallowed. That, was, that looks like some pork. Yeah, it looks like a pig swallowed a stick um, of dynamite and, and blew up on a grill. It's <laughs> that's awesome. a great idea. We should do that. Yeah. I have to say, like <laughs> pig roast, yeah. being, new style. Being vegan is not the most fun thing. Well, it is kind of fun trying to think of things to, to eat, but um, <laughs> you know, because you, you just really like the intellectual it, challenge of it veganism. really is. I mean, because you're just like, what is going to fill this gut up? You know? Yeah. No, I just every once in a while I'll do like. Uh, and this isn't vegan, but just to eat healthy, yogurt parfait and and an apple, and I'll have some carrots. And- Did you say parfait? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's your. I thought I said it kind of nat- yeah, na- I mean, naturally. I'm second, I want to eat healthy. I get out of a big baked Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Just go to town on that. Right? I eat all this great healthy parfait. stuff, and I'm yeah. fucking starving. Fucking Parfait. starving. Do they even I, make, you can't just dance over that. Just, you just listed a dessert as what, one of your healthy. Oh, maybe beverages. I don't know what a parfait is. Maybe I have a dearth of knowledge of parfait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was just. No, no, you, you have a modicum. Modicum. <laughs> Didn't they outlaw? Like, well, I do think it is a style of layering. But oh, okay. I, I remember in a very self-serving moment, I gave my mom for her birthday the joys of cooking with Jello. When I was a kid, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like mom was so pleased to get that. Yeah. Are there a and, series uh, of joys of cooking? Well, there's, there's the joy of cooking with, and or maybe the it was the joy of sex with Jello. Mm, One of the two joys. Yes. Happy birthday, ma! But and uh, <laughs> it, it, the Jello parfait was a big deal. But as I, as I, I think you're probably more right that I bet it's a style of layering in right. a, in a in a shape. Whereas I was defining it by its ingredients. Yes, so we kind of were both right. We meet in the middle. This paves the way for a Korean and compromise. I also I, shouldn't say the word parfait as, yeah. as a man. 
That's that, that hasn't been uttered. That phrase, I didn't have that issue with you. No one has yeah. said that word since that the eighties. <laughs> they have parfait on the shelf next to moose. You only say it, you, you only say it when you're in the KFC drive-thru. Yeah, right. The layer thing. You mean the parfait? Yeah. yeah. Say it. And even say then, what? you try to avoid saying. You try to put it on them. Yeah. 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 Like say it. We call that the Colonel Bucket. Um, <laughs> it's a number forty-seven. I'll have the number forty-seven. <laughs> Do you want dessert with it? It is kind of funny. The kids would you like dessert with it, sir? Sir, would you like dessert? <laughs> the forty-seven, please. The dessert that is number forty-seven on the menu, please. Yes, Do I want mean- the parfait. <laughs> <laughs> you get nothing. Um, by the way, I just want to add this one, one last fact about uh, fundraising. Congress members spend thirty <laughs> to seventy percent. Congress people, so Congress's members, co- they spend thirty to seventy percent of their time, according to Lar- Larry, thirty to seventy percent of their time. He raising, he couldn't really narrow it down any more than that. Raising thirty to seventy. Well, it depends on the it's good call. Forty percent plus or minus. It depends on the, the individual. They spend thirty to seventy percent of their time raising money for reelections. I could have. We could have probably guessed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say somewhere between a little to a lot of their no, time. No, no, even, I don't need to, no, I don't no, need to host a TED no, talk no, to come up with 30% that. 30% is a lot. 30 it's a lot to right. a ton of, you know. <laughs> now that's a statistic I can get behind. A ton of. Now we're talking my life. What are you, Harvard intellectual? <laughs> yeah, so I got a ton of You mean a modicum of? No. No, no I mean the exact opposite. Uh, so we do we not have the Sinbin today? No, I guess not. Andre was in a meeting last weekend, last week, and I guess he's usually though he pops up and says, uh, you know, Some. there isn't going to be a Sinbin or there is a Sinbin. Yeah. Usually we get a a hello from Andre, but let's say a hello to him. Hi, Andre. Right. Uh, Hi, usually Andre. you do great work. So uh, Tyson, man, the uh, man, the computer, Tyson. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, Tyson <laughs> is is doing multimedia. That's what he does while he listens to the show. He yeah. creates multimedia. Yes. Uh, so James, you had a hectic weekend, eh? I did. We Ooh. had uh, we had uh, WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Uh, Sunday at the who at was the wrestling? Lovitz. Oh man, who wasn't wrestling? The Rock uh, versus John Cena. You're kidding! Uh, in the Lovitz? No, 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 well, no. We didn't have the actual <laughs> physical <laughs> oh, match. No, that we had the, the uh, pay per view event, um, and we had a. We were uh, there was a, a show there, After Buzz TV, which is uh, produced by Maria Menounos. Right, um, she's pretty. She's pretty. Um, and she and there's some great pictures of her in a bathing suit. I, I won't say. I'll just. <laughs> Clue roast beef. Um, so <laughs> Marty so, can't look at it. Anyway, I, I chuckled in that way that yeah, I did. you don't want to the, go there. Trust in me. the locker room when people yeah. were making straight that jokes uncomfortable that I didn't chuckle. Understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the roast beef. <laughs> anyhow, uh, anywho, so it, it was great, but uh, our ice machine went down uh, during the, this uh, event. So I had to run to uh, Ralph's on Ventura up there and grab oh, some my. ice. And when I came back, I'm walking, I'm coming up the elevator, and I hear the crowd chanting. I can't tell what they're, it's in, unintelligible, it, uh, just a modicum of it. It's <laughs> unintelligible. And uh, so I'm like, wow, they're really fucking into this. And then as the elevator doors open, I hear what they're chanting, which is, refund, refund. Oh, <laughs> Holy fuck. I walk out, and I look at the and, screen, and you know, it's no, still No one the... is more reasonable than a WrestleMania crowd. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's right. Of course. That's right. There's Renowned a modicum of reasonable, reasonableness there. Oh, That's not my. even a word. Anyway, so I, refund. So I get on the phone with uh, DirecTV. They're still chanting that now. By the time I get the the agent on the phone, they're chanting "fuck Directv." 
So they've redirected their, yes. their anger. Fuck DirecTV. And so I, I get her. Yes, is DirecTV. Can I help you? Yeah, I want you to hear something. And I hold out the phone. And I, hey, yeah, it's, hey, it's fuck direct TV. <laughs> I put it back to my ear. Go. That is the sound of me about to die. Now, what I need you to do is turn on, <laughs> clip the red wire, connect the blue wire, turn on the fucking match, or I'm dead. And so, three minutes in, everyone's looking at me crazy. They're chanting, and then it comes on the screen, clip, and the whole place erupts in. Oh wow! <sighs> so I hold the phone oh, out again. Planned it any better? Right. I hold the phone out. And put it back. I go now. You hear that? That's the sound of you saving my life. <laughs> so, thank you. So wait. So they just just some blip at Directv. Love it's only blip. Yeah. That, well, wow. if you've ever ordered anything Directv, uh, pay per view. Right. Sometimes you have to. A lot of times I notice fights, whatever. You have to get on that phone, and and it doesn't start right away. The other thing too was that the pre-show. Now, mm-hmm. if you purchase a a sporting event, right. When do, I do, which is often. When, when, yes. Daily. Every other day. Um, wouldn't you imagine the <laughs> pre-show? my favorite joke of the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we kept burn. straight faces, yeah. <laughs> um, you would, I, well, me, I assumed the pre-show portion would be part of what we paid, which was a gastronomical amount because... I think that's one of the words. I, that, and I actually used that one because I felt that. It gave that you a stomachache. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it gave me a stomachache. Um, it was it was a lot more than you pay at home because we were a business. Right. right. So for as much as we paid, for fuck's sake, I don't get the pre-show. The pre-show was blocked off with the, to order. So I call him. I go, what, what what's going on? You know, we don't have the pre-show. And this was before the chanting right, thing. Right, right. Uh, cause this is when I first got there. So they assured me, oh, no, no, the, you will have the match. Uh, but you didn't order the pre show. The pre show doesn't come with it. No, yeah, it's a separate crazy. program. It's crazy. Fuck dude. you. Yeah, right. So well, that you can't was before. Say that to the people that got your life in this. I business. just right? did. Right. I, just oh, did. I know. I just did. You had it easy. He had a thousand oh, streaming. Yeah. yeah, I had wrestling fans. So anyway, but it turned out all right. I only had a few. I had one guy. I wished uh, Kruger was here to do his nerd voice because I had one guy. Actually, he was more of a comic book uh, uh, man on on the oh, Simpsons. So Marty can do that voice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can. Um, but he's like. I, sir, paid to see the pre-show, <laughs> and I will be contacting the Better Business Bureau. And he and he's on. He hobbles off because he's on crutches, and he's got his tough Jesus guy friend. Christ. And I go, listen. Did you kick the crutches out from under? Him? I was ready to, but he had his tough guy friend with a with a wrestling T-shirt on. Right. I, for some, you don't fuck with the guy with the wrestling T-shirt. No, I don't know who it was, but it was wrestling something. And and the guy go turns around and he goes, "Don't tell us, buddy, what we." I go, listen, man, just go home to your mom's basement. <laughs> Relax. So you diffuse the situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't get it. He when was... you first said, "Now listen, man," I thought you were gonna be, like, and you just rashed it, guys. Chill, you know, and then whatever. Yeah. And then I realized, no, nope, you were just gonna take it. To just gonna take him right four. to the ball sack. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I never Good. mentioned I like it. Kruger isn't here today. Yes, Steve. There is no... Steve oh, he not... isn't. I didn't. Wait, we we oh. didn't. Yeah, I just noticed that there was somebody missing. That there was some some dry wit that was sort of like. <laughs> Not piping in at, at opportune moments. We haven't talked about porn, and no one's cut me off at the knees. Yeah, yeah. I know. Exactly. Nobody has said. Fuck. <laughs> well, we don't get to it yet. But uh, we'll leave the it. Uh, yeah, he's on a plane to China. And that's oh, not, wow. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> he's not a snow plane to China. Why is he uh, going to China? He's just uh, his uh, Lance, Lance Mountain, Mountain is doing uh, is working there. Is that a that's is his, that a porn? No, that's his girlfriend. 
and uh, <laughs> code name for his and, girlfriend. He doesn't. And uh, so she, he's, he's joining her. her there, and then they're going to go travel a little bit. Oh, that's awesome! So, Bill, you look mighty uh, trimmed in the beard. Yes, I finally wrapped that feature. Yeah. And was able to how'd it go? It was a it was a noble experiment. Now you guys went in Uh-oh. with you guys. Uh-oh. You guys I've done a lot of those in my career. It's <laughs> all up there. It's all up there on the screen. I was just there. I was just listening to um, an interview with Catherine O'Hara on uh, mm-hmm. on Bullseye, which is a you know it's actually a great interview. I, it's not my favorite podcast, but that was a great interview. Uh, but uh, she talks about you know how they they had the the structure and then right. all the dialogue is is. Uh, Improvised, and that's kind of what you did, right? Yeah, we uh, it was basically four of us who are are working on much longer term projects, and in the meantime, felt really frustrated that we weren't actually making anything. Uh, And it happened to be that one of the four of us had camera gear and was a cinematographer, one was a director, and two of us were actor writers. So, combining those four and uh, a handful of locations, we're really nice locations we were able to get. We broke a story, broke it down into three acts, uh, all the major beats, all the major information that needed to come out, and then. We just got on the road, a sort of a two-character road movie, and shot it as close to in sequence as possible, so that as things came up, we could have callbacks within the movie, and um, and we could keep it sort of straight in our heads and Smart. how we were dressed and what we were wearing. And would, would was be. it a comedy? Uh, yeah, it was. It's a heartfelt indie comedy. I mean, we're spreading the ashes a of a mutual dead friend <laughs> as we oh. drive across the country, or not across the country, but up into wine country and stuff. Gotcha, beer country. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we drank a lot of beer. That's uh, very enterprising. And it, now, was, it was fun. I tell you this: what I did, what I what did going in, which is something I don't do. You guys know me well, but my personality wise, I'm always thinking about uh, the result, uh, what it's going to be in the end, right. and where it's going to go, and who's going to see it. Um, and this was much more fun because I. I deliberately said, I'm not going to focus on the end game. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about Smart. distribution or is this going to be a feature or a short or is this going to be a what or what? I just totally surrendered to jumping in in a collaborative project, literally getting on the road and seeing what happens. Let and, it let it be. If, yeah. right, if a magic occurs, then that people will respond to that. And if it doesn't, yeah. then it was a noble experiment. Yeah, exactly. And not worry about, is this being captured on film? Are we communicating right. this and that to the audience? Every once in a while, when there was something that seemed really simple to fix, or certainly when, when it was a plot point or, or characters behaving consistently, I would, I would pipe up. But for the most part, I tried to just sort of be the actor and not worry about, um, not worry about the result. That is a noble experiment. True, now, did truly. you did you end up adhering to the uh, the original script as uh, that original outline pretty closely? Pretty closely, yeah. There were, I mean, we came up with gags along the way. Uh, we did ended up doing a fair amount of physical comedy and stuff as we came up. You know, we got to the house we were shooting at, and there was a trampoline. It's like, oh, okay, well, we got to use that. Sure. Um, and we did a lot of hiking and climbing, so we we were screwing around with a lot of that. Uh, we were up in Red Rock and and Nahoe Falls, uh, right, up right, in right. Santa Inez and Santa Barbara, right. Um, but Beautiful. as far as the actual major beats, yeah, and, and backstories and things like that, uh, I think I think you know we came up with confessional moments that were also expository that felt natural. Mm-hmm. So there were ideas that we knew were out there that that some of them needed to be communicated to the audience, some of them were just for us to have a, a platform uh, as actors to know how to sure. react. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, did you say suppository? <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. That's the title, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't that mean uh, I suppose? Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like a good week. Well, I uh, nice. this past week I saw Evil Dead. Oh, oh how was it? That's uh, yes. intriguing. How was it? I, I love that that gets a bigger reaction than <laughs> I just finished a feature. <laughs> Ooh, this is way better. But you saw Evil Dead. Thanks, Bill. Um, <laughs> Good luck. It's funny because uh, before we turned, because I am interested to ask you about that. Far too gory for me, so I want to know more. But uh, DJ Jams brought yes. up when he said. Uh, Suppository. It's all up there. I, I, were you referring to because you know my friends and I have like 
who often have to see and respond to movies is there's certain <laughs> phrases when you've got nothing left in your tank to say to somebody. Yeah, would, and one of them is it's all up there. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. Dan, it's all up there. Dan, I have made reference to the time you did see a play. Yeah. Did, yeah. So did you have you, to, oh, I did not yeah. do it justice. So you okay. have to tell them. Well, one of the quickly. times, I mean, it, like, I was seeing a play of uh, someone I consider a friend and a talented. Friend. I love how he's like, <laughs> I consider him a friend. No, no, no he's <laughs> really. Yeah, no, he's yeah, a friend. Yeah, he's right. a friend and a talented friend and a talented writer and a big fan of the show. As all of us in <laughs> art in commerce, sometimes sometimes <laughs> things are not going to go well or go the way you planned or whatever. And I certainly made a lot of stuff that didn't work out. So we saw a play and we were all went and we were in the front row and it was opening night. Oh, and front play, row. Oof. That's yeah, putting was, a lot of faith in the It process. wasn't that big, but it, yeah. Um, so it, uh, and uh, unfortunately the play was just not good. It just didn't work. And I was thinking suddenly it was at the end and the end just happened in the curtain. And I was thinking, oh my God. I don't have the thing to say. I don't have the thing to say. You gotta pick it. You gotta pick it along the way. Yeah, and yes, you know, you find things to to compliment or encourage or constructive criticism. That's right. Great use of this song and your film or whatever. Something. And and I couldn't, and I hadn't picked it. Nice pants. The applause goes, (laughs) the lights go up. I stand and to turn, and right there in my face is my friend. (laughs) And I panic and I just go, Fun, fun. <laughs> so, and everybody heard me said it and started laughing. And he stared at me with daggers. This is and now, why, like people just people who know me now. Everybody goes fun, fun. This is why I never invite people to shows I do. Fun, fun. It's all up there. It's all up. There. I mean, think about like it's you like it. such a bullshit line. It's like all the money you spent, I see it up on the screen. <laughs> Months of your life. It's all up there. <laughs> fun, fun. So, yes, there are a couple other. I wish I could remember. We just had this conversation at dinner the other day of the other things you say. Uh, right. when it, and there's quite, yes. a, quite a few. It's a labor of love, of huh? <laughs> yeah, that? that's, that's great. <laughs> what a labor of love. Yeah, a real passion project. You, oh, wait, wait. You guys really did it. <laughs> you did it. You, did, you it. did it, man. You really did it. You got to the finish line. <sighs> Good on you. Um, so you just yeah. say congratulations. Congratulations. Well, <laughs> like that exactly. <laughs> no, I think fun. Try fun, fun, everyone out there. Yeah. Uh, so well, anyway, so I'm going to. I can't wait to see it, uh, and I'll be looking for that thing. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on on shooting it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, mission, mission accomplished. Anyway, <laughs> that's a good one. Mission accomplished. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, at some point later on, I got a pimp of Veronica Mars, but I want to hear about yeah, Evil no, Dead. Uh, Evil Dead was very uh, well made. It was directed by this Uruguayan filmmaker who's Here, we, Let's give you that. There you oh. go. It was well made. <laughs> Uruguayan, Uruguayan, Adam Goyan. <laughs> Is that who is Canadian? <laughs> uh, but the guy did this short film that Sam Raimi enjoyed and then gave him this opportunity. And, you know, it, it honors the original, I guess. Uh, it's the same type of cabin, a lot of the same uh, moments. Um, lot was, of it, was it blood soaked? Yeah, a lot of blood and pus and uh, yeah. duct tape and evil. I mean, no, nobody. I, we don't want to spoil. Like, the, I can't see gory movies like that. I it's think, it's I, very, very. I, gory. I can't. I and couldn't. I read see something it. about somebody uh, splitting their tongue by licking a, a yes. box cutter. Yeah, yeah. and that that was sort of the like 
maybe I won't go. Maybe I won't go see that. Yeah, that was really. It, I read it, and it was really hard no, they, to read. There were some really good oh. gory moments in there. Oh my god! If you like yeah. into that sort of thing, uh, but uh, it was the thing that. that <laughs> Was oh. great about, but okay. I, if you haven't seen the first two Evil Dead's, I encourage, you're an asshole. Yeah. No, I encourage you to Sorry. do it because also they're very scary, and, and but they also have a sense of humor. Yeah, and campy. For yeah, but I think actually I loved Army of Darkness. Um, that's very very campy. ridiculously yeah. silly and over yeah. the top. And but I, I, I think I saw that one. I but it was just evil, fun. It was silly. The first it was one, fun. Fun. The first one is also a great. Uh, lesson in how to direct a low budget movie because right. they you know they did things like they yeah. they strapped a camera on a two by four and then they had two guys run through the the forest with it and mm. that was their sort of like ghost wow. cam and, and it works and it works I mean it's yeah. it's really well directed and there's some weird stop motion stuff that I'm sure you would like and yeah. and uh, yeah, all that in camera effects yeah and the great. camera's always moving Super it's fun. just a great primer primer in uh, how to direct a low budget movie uh, and also. Whereas Spider-Man Three is a great uh, primer primer in how not to direct a big budget movie, <laughs> right, right? How to piss away two million dollars? Oh God! But, yeah. okay, but here's, a, here's the, the point. Know, like, here. did you feel like like what? How is this? Okay. Oh my God! You I need... looked around the theater and I went to the movie by myself and I looked around the theater at strangers just to be like, "Am I the only one this is happening to?" <laughs> like, and you wonder with all the things that don't survive studio development process, <laughs> how did that well, survive? Didn't at one point somebody jazz club and then and he's just <laughs> like, like, "Hey man, Spider One." Spider-Man 2. Even Tobey Maguire would be like, I'm not going to go down the street doing this. That's stupid. When did he? Yeah. Okay. But the you know, point the, the, being. I will say that my tongue still hurts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, that, it's such an, I can't see these movies. I can't get that image and feeling in my really tongue out of this effective head. effective moment. Yeah. I didn't even see it. But you need to temper it with Great. like moments of calm or levity to, in, yeah. to make those scary moments even scarier. Pop, because you're, yeah. To, and if it's just all dreary and all gray and all bloody and all grimy. Marty on horror. Yeah, well, uh, you know, like, I didn't say we're wrong. I like, just want to give it like a Poltergeist is a perfect headline. example of like you know just it's a roller coaster. Yeah, right? pace. Oh, pace. Thing, yeah, pacing. pace and, and good call tone. Uh, I and heard Spielberg my... really came in and saved that. Yeah, I heard the yeah, same. That's what they say, yeah. and I believe it. Uh, yeah. He was directing ET at the same time, wasn't he? Yeah, like it was because yeah. I mm-hmm. I remember thinking seeing the poster for Poltergeist, being so excited about that, and seeing ET and thinking, well, I don't know, it's, it's right. Same. But uh, Hannibal, the TV show, I think had a similar problem in the pilot. Did you guys anybody watch it? Not I only that, can I can, please uh, reference my Facebook post last night, and I'll try to just say what I wrote, uh, which was which was true. As I said, <laughs> I I just uh, as I sit here alone, uh, still dressed from a, dressed a up from a work appointment, uh, eating a piece of rare meat, uh, eat well cooked Brussels sprouts, sipping on red wine, listening to music by the fire. Oh shit! I just realized I'm Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I was sitting there and it, like music, bloody meat, red oh, wine, geez. fire, meat, still dressed, and I'm like, Ghoulish. holy shit! Because that is the way that they always do. And in fact, the pilot, which I did watch, that's one of the ways they introduce him. Yeah, yeah. and is that Brian Fuller? The, yeah, who, I, I love yeah, it. I love and, his and mind. And I think I think. It, it, has potential. I don't really like Hugh Dancy that much. Is that who the guy is? Who's the lead guy? I, you know, I is that his name? I met Hugh personally, and he's a terrific guy. And I've seen him on stage, and he's a really great actor. I didn't love what he was doing. He was in the hamming pilot. it up, yeah. And so, but like, I'd be interested to see where they took it in series. Yeah, he's, he's the FBI guy that yeah. is pitted against Will Graham. Mike, uh, it was good to point out that the first um, Evil Dead wasn't really campy. In fact, no, it was just it, low budget, and it is scary. But it's like, scary. There's some great moments in there. Oh, but There's, Marty, what you were saying about. Uh, pace and tone to, to make 
it really land in, in uh, horror. Did the New Evil Dead do that successfully? Or no, did it stay? no, it wasn't as it wasn't nearly as scary as the first. The first one scared the shit out of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Um, there's a there's this moment where she's they're playing this this card game, you know, with like the person people are pretending to guessing. trying to guess the gar- cards, yeah. and then this girl who's just been attacked by Ivy. She starts like going off, and it's it just builds and builds and builds. Did they do it moment. the same way? They did not do that. No. Uh, yeah. So it's what about the pencil? No pencil. No pencil. And that pencil was just like. Oh. So, yeah. this, so it's just the new one, just over the top all the time. Yeah, it's a little a little heavy handed. Look, I Lena Dunham and putting the Q-tip in her ear was about the outer limit of my <laughs> gore gore <laughs> ability to watch <laughs> any any sort of bodily fluids from Lena Dunham. I'm I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you enjoy the second se- season of of Girls? Um, I'm I'm a big girls fan. I have some question marks about what they were doing at the end of the season that they didn't maybe didn't quite get there in an accomplished way. But I think what she's doing is so amazing and ahead of so what other shows are it's doing. Worth, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm a fan. Let her trip and yeah, like here yeah, and there, I'm not entirely know. sure, but uh, she's she's got me and my if my. Like I'm way on board, and I'm way on board to the mistakes and the trying, and not every show is going to be perfect. And I love what she's up to. Can you spill any spoilers for the uh, Carrie Diaries finale? No, it come was on, on last night. Oh, whoops, sorry, fucker. Um, Listen, I'm not going to pretend that I've watched uh, the entire season, but I did catch. I committed. I, I was flipping through, and I saw. Oh my god, Carrie Diaries. So I left it on, and it was the episode. I, I it was, <laughs> like your, your version of Cupid is. I was flipping through, and I just left it on. Yeah, well, no, no, but I, I, this is a watch it. This I, is I a comp on backhand compliment. Yeah, no, no. Um, I, it was uh, she was posing to be somebody picking up a package. Mm. She was genius in that scene. That was a great sequence. Yeah, I watched that entire things play out probably, she was playing larissa her, yeah. her boss at interview magazine and that day was a tricky day because we, we don't have a lot of time to shoot the show yeah. and that there was not an action but there was there was physicality yeah that's ultimately in that sequence and we that was a that was a long shooting day for us but uh anna sophia is such a terrific actress yeah. such a great actress and she did a great job i love yeah. that you love that scene because when we were watching i was like that's gold yeah that's really it was gold. amazing and i caught that i, I was like i've got to watch in i fact, gotta watch James how this mentioned plays it out. to me last week yeah oh, really you enjoyed it yeah i really did enjoy it Yes, in fact, I uh, Darren wrote in Mr. Claire Danes as Will Graham. That's right. In fact, it was I. I met Claire and and Hugh together. Nice. Oh, in, in the worst way. This is after our our clue. Ye- this is after our Yale reunion. Is and that their, their combined name? Um, and uh, <laughs> oh, Hugh. <geez>. And so <laughs> Dainty. I don't. Were you at our reunion? The last nope. one. Well, I was going to a dinner party in New York where they were going to be and some other friends, and I, I didn't know that, but I woke up after three hours sleep, bitterly hungover, and a spider had bitten my eyebrow, Oh, to, and it was, and I felt like something was off because my eye was sort of closed, and I went and looked in the mirror, and it was one of the few times where I, I really did scream. My eyebrow had swollen up like grapefruit yes. size to the point where my eyebrow was in the middle of my forehead and diagonal. <laughs> Jesus. That, Matthew like, Broderick and Alexa. I do gone. remember. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. I, yes, I remember that. You've seen photos. I saw photos. And so I had to get on a train to go to New York and go to this very fun dinner party I've been looking forward to with some, you know, interesting uh, folks that I hadn't met before with my eyebrow yeah. in the middle Famous of my forehead. Does, Famous does not mean interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they were. They happened to be interesting, Marty. <laughs> Those damn so, spiders. That I happened really to me. I really felt awkward about it. But that uh, happened to me, but it was my lip. And oh, I 
had a date God. that night. She comes oh over, and God. I look like fucking Will Smith and Why hit. Why cancel that date? <laughs> How could you still go on no, the date? No, she just showed up. There was no canceling. She <laughs> showed up, and I was you like, have a lure. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of the junkyard kids from fucking uh, Fat Albert. think? <laughs> <laughs> It's huge. It was horrible. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. So don't know how we got there, but that's where we are. Yeah. All right. We can get out of here. Uh, so where were we? We're, we're moving on now. Okay. I'm sorry. I got so this lost. last week. We were on Hannibal. We got like 82 different conversations. Sure. Open. Yeah. But this last week, we lost a, a hero for pop culture. We oh, hang on. Uh, we got we got an Margaret old, Thatcher. An old carryover from the old uh, uh, morning days. I'm talking about Annette Funicello. We, it's a death, right? Yes. I don't remember this. Did we play this on the No, no, this was uh, from Kevin this morning. Oh. All right, well, it's a lovely sentiment. Yes. <laughs> I well, think Annette I would uh, be right at home yeah. in this yeah. segment. It's got a catchy uh, beat. They will be missed. It's got a Frankie Avalon tone to it. <laughs> And a beat you can dance to. You can dance to. Beach blanket. That was actually a request. Someone asked if we talk about deaths. Oh, good. Could we play the old? Well, that's what we're here for. We 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 are are here here for for you at Nooner Dan Marty. So, um, Roger Ebert, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, let's make no jokes there. What a a towering figure. He's an incredible, just a fantastic writer, a great wit, really insightful, empathic, interesting guy. Uh, I first. Knew of him from, of course, from uh, PBS watching um, Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert yeah. which, I, I mean, love we, the two of them together. The family yeah. used to In gather and, and watch. Yeah, and they would talk about yeah, movies right. that I was yep. probably not going to see because yep. I was yep. very young at the time and I still was riveted. Yeah, just yeah, to hear what? intelligent people they were communicating opinions. He actually said that, like, one of the reasons, <laughs> unlike why, on this morning show, shut up, I'm talking. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, no, he did say that, like, the reason why he could. In, uh, do the show with his crosstown rival was because they actually listened to each other. Right. Even though they disagreed and had very different uh, aesthetics, they they listened to each other and engaged with each other. And that made the show worthwhile and it made it more than just a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah. Of oh, course, even though they created that trope. Uh, I think, you know, the other thing to take some of our younger viewers back is this was, of course, pre-internet, pre-anything time. So you might get, I mean... You probably had a local TV, you know, feature film critic in the local paper that may or may not have been any good at all. If somehow you were enterprising, maybe you got to read Pauline Kale. I mean, like, you'd have to reach out to film. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this was bringing accessible, but, but you know, but legitimate and integrity filled, uh, you know, critical thought on film to the masses. And I think that was a, that was, you couldn't get that anywhere else. And it projected him to a stardom of sorts. And it sort of elevated the, the, the sort of populist film critic to a, a new level that, you know, before it had been like Pauline Kael and, uh, and it was much less of, of a pop culture thing, yeah. you know, yeah, and, true. uh, and then uh, he got cancer in like the early 2000s uh, in his salivary glands. And yeah. he had a couple treatments that removed part of his jaw and it made it so he couldn't eat uh, eat solid food Solids, and yeah. uh, he couldn't speak anymore. Jeez. And here's a guy who loved to speak and right. loved to eat. Yeah. And, yeah. and yet his career at that point just took on a new level. Where you know his writing, he, he seemed to be more prolific. He had a great blog, and he he was a great tweeter on yeah, the on the Twitter. Uh, and um, I just have a couple quotes. That my my pal Rob in New York, you know Rob 
Rob Preston, great, mm-hmm. great admirer of Roger Ebert, and really turned me on to. I mean, of course, I've always been aware and read him, but really turned me on to a lot of the nuance of. Roger's opining. Yeah, a friend of mine said uh, he, he, in a discussion the difference between a snob and an enthusiast, and what he loved about Roger yeah. Ebert was, you know, they're both are passionate about uh, their 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 given subject, but the enthusiast wants to share that and bring everyone in so you can all right. enjoy it. And and Roger Ebert was very much that. And a lot of film critics come across this. That's a great point. Just about it generally, everything. Yeah. Like like it's so much better to be an enthusiast. Exactly. It's about embracing and sharing. And he was not. It, it wasn't his career goal to be a film critic. He he sort of fell into it. Um. And didn't and he write the screenplay for the the uh, sequel beyond, to Beyond the Yeah, yeah Beyond the Valley of the Dogs? Yeah. Yeah. That for might Ross have been a, a, a noble experiment. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he was in his <laughs> mid twenties. Or late 20s, that was fun, and fun. Sort of, yeah, and, and I think he had a little kinky streak in him, so that I don't want to know more. <laughs> well, here no I have some quotes for from him. And we Are can, they about his kinky streak? Uh, let's see, never marry someone who doesn't love the movies you love sooner or later, that person will not love you. That's interesting. Oh, dear. Uh, to a friend uncertain about moving, every city you move to already contains friends of a lifetime you have not yet met. Hopeful. Films that explain nothing often make everything clear. Films that explain everything often have nothing to explain. Good point. Okay, and here's some from his uh, film uh, reviews. This is a uh, one I like. This is from Shop Girl. He said, "I've been around a long time, and young man, young men, if there is one thing I know, it is that the only way to kiss a girl for the first time is to look like you want to and intend to, and move in fast enough to seem eager, but slow enough to give her a chance to say." So anyway, and look up as if she's trying to remember your name. <laughs> and then it's, you mean give her a give her an out. Give her an out. Give, give exactly. Her an out. Let her know where you want where it to you go, are, but, but give her an out. Yeah, exactly. All right, fair enough. And then here's what he's another more dating advice. Valentine's Day, the movie, is marketed as a date movie. I think of it more as a first date movie. If your date likes it, do not date that person again. <laughs> if you like it, there may not be a second date. Nice. <laughs> Fair so, enough. like, what a witty. Funny you know, guy. Westboro uh, Church is protesting his funeral. Yeah. They protest everything. I, you know, I almost, I, I was going to bring it's that like, up, oh, but I was like, I don't want to give those guys but any fucking. No, that's, yeah. that's just the so like, magic. Like, done with. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. this just don't 12. look. But I, I mean, just don't yeah. understand no, the mentality of. I mean, fuck them, obviously, but I don't understand the mentality of protesting a funeral. Like the die has been cast. He's dead. Like you protest a, a but, trial but hoping to affect an outcome. Really you talking protest. about rational explanations. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're trying to affect the outcome or make people point. change their mind. He's already dead. What are you protesting? Even He's that gone. other, even that other church that dances with snakes is like, I don't know about them fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he also <laughs> orders some clothes, mom. Hillbilly assholes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Roger Ebert also had a great essay about planes, trains, and automobiles. Great movie. And how he, he reviewed it first, and he said he liked it. And then he, you know, in like 2000... And then he lived it. Well, yeah. he, no, he basically said, like, there are those movies that resonate with you that may, might not bowl you over the first time, but you continue to think about it. And just and it was a really nice thing about how movies are are part of our lives and, and how yeah. they they can resonate with us and they don't necessarily have to be highbrow stuff some movies linger some don't yeah. yeah and like John Hughes and not to be cliche but the great thing about the movies was funny but it also did have heart yeah. which I Absolutely. couldn't I couldn't say with a straight voice even though that's what I wanted <laughs> to say and actually like that was that was that sort of movie that oh damn certainly doesn't rise to to art but it does I've always loved it and I've always yeah. enjoyed being in its universe when I watch it. So Dan, speaking of movies, people want to know where we are. 
with the Veronica Mars. Yep, movie. let's have a Veronica Mars movie update. Yeah. We, no theme for that? Uh, no, we, you just That was it. pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. Okay. I don't know how you going to beat that. Let's not even try. Um, the uh, <laughs> Kickstarter campaign ends this Friday at noon. Um, you know, we our goal was two million. We're at four point nine million. Not yet. Not, wow. not quite yet. Okay, four point eight nine six. Yep. Slackers. And here's another. Here's a couple of things I want to. This is just pure pimping. Is of course, thank you so much for everybody who has who has become a backer. I think that there's still a lot of great. You know, I don't want to call them rewards, but there's a lot of great. Backer levels still open, and I do think we're offering some very uh, interesting. I think like you actually get bang for your buck oh, yeah. when you uh, when you. Know, it's not just it's not just give us your money. You get not you get real things. So take a look. You, you, you can get already. a handy from Dan Etheridge for yes. seventy cents. Huh. <laughs> nah, they're all gone. I, get, I we sold seven million of them. <laughs> I was wondering why your hands were in wrist, you wrist yeah. braces this morning. Um, <laughs> and, and the other thing we're trying to do, and this one is not you know super critical, but. 87,000-something backers is the record number of backers for any one project. We're at 75,000, about 74,000. And we're trying to get to 80. Now, this is just fun, to be honest. But So if if you don't have that much interest, but you want to, like, you'll get updates and stuff like that, sign up for just a dollar. Because yeah. we also are kind of going to try to break that goal as well, and you'll also if you if you look if you're short on cash but you just kind of wanted to get updates about the project be involved, and the event, yeah. you know, put put in a buck and help yeah. us out that way. <laughs> Do but, we know uh, the project that did reach eighty seven thousand? Uh, I I it's in my head. I think it was a video game. Maybe uh, ah. it, I see the words in my head, but they're not coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to say about that. Um, so anyway, uh, the, it, the, it closes uh, this Friday, and uh, we uh, hope to be shooting in mid-June. Nice. I think that you're, you would be referring to Broken Age. It's a video game. Yeah, I wasn't going to guess that. $3.3 million. <laughs> I thought I had the like, double-time adventure or something like that in my head. Ooh, that sounds like a fun game. Broken Age. Can you look up double-time adventure just so I don't know, when am I going insane? Right. Is that actually no. a thing? Okay, hold on. Uh, uh, yeah. I'd rather see you go insane. Now, since, since you guys well, that's are, what it would look like, maybe. Since you guys have reach those heights are we gonna have any uh undue explosions or <laughs> well if we get to the five million all you right. get a big explosion yeah. right. <laughs> explosion now, of fun right now it's just a digitally fun, fun. <laughs> right. no you know what it's gonna the movie's going to be rigorous to make uh you know yeah. this is, you know it's going to be a low low budget movie of course as we can see the numbers yeah. up on the screen is the funding affecting casting and story story uh, any story you know, driven elements or, or you knew what you wanted to, to do going in right you know you can write sequences bigger or smaller and i yeah. think we'll have to a lot of that's going to come out in pre-production we start to you right. know okay let's really iron out you know what we you know that's when that's the work of pre-production right is getting the script and the schedule to match and um so we'll do that then but uh yeah i, I do think it could affect and for the nice. for the record, you are right, Dan. Broken Age was uh, originally started as uh, Double Fine Adventure. Oh, all right. Well, oh. That, so. not okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, yeah. So, um, and have you? How is the writing of it going? Great. Great. I've read some pages, people. They're good. Do you have a, a first draft on the table, or is it still? Yeah, he's just about concluded um, a first draft that people could see. Right. So. And, yeah, and it's going the great. clay is on the wheel. Yeah, really, just like in a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel uh, says our, our show is like 400 web browser tabs all open at the same time. Just wait till we bring them home later on. <laughs> yes. nah. I don't know if that's a good thing, Miguel. So <laughs> no, sure it is. We are. Yes, that's the- a high compliment. <laughs> <laughs> 
You so, guys could start and not finish more conversations <laughs> yeah. than any show ever. So at a Toronto nightclub, this is moving off. I love uh, Toronto. Um, I've never been. I've oh, it's a really clean city. I love Montreal. <laughs> you like it because it's clean. No, but I mean, you walk around the city and it's it's you, and you notice that for, for for a you know a. a a bustling urban environment. And it's then you actually very cross clean. the bridge and you're in the shithole that is Detroit. I thought you were going to say Cleveland. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank Wait, you. Toronto's Thank not you for across that. the thing from Detroit. No, I don't know. Whatever. It's actually across the thing from Cleveland. No. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> All right. All right. There you go. Cleveland. That, but that's a big thing. It's a, bit, it's, that's it's a, a great lake. It's a really great lake. <laughs> but it's not one of the greatest It's not like, lakes. oh, let's no, go there. There's actually. Cleveland. Let's have a quick day sale. Right. So a 19-year-old man. A day of sale to Cleveland. A 19-year-old man. That's my autobiography. Was at a, uh, on my, March 31st, was at a nightclub. And he went to a parking lot with four women uh, who were in their 30s, all about five feet four. And they all wore short black dresses with high heels. And he said that he was sexually assaulted by them. Uh, and and the problem is yeah well so that's the thing it's like immediately is like he complaining or bragging uh, he yeah. he filed a report with the police and so how uh, did they I, I mm, tell me more well <laughs> they don't have any of the details of the actual um assault but he says that he was sexually assaulted by these women were they in, ugly in a car I, it, Bill sorry yeah yeah the journalist I'm says trying they to put were myself in the man's shoes skin deep baby <laughs> well and here's the thing that about it like, did they have lousy of personalities of course if this were <laughs> a, a woman it would be horrible and but because it's a man it's a different thing right yeah. so we laugh at him we laugh at it and what if he was like it's true but we okay but well, it is unique okay well let's it is say oblique. let's say that <laughs> that he had no physical injuries but he was uh, sexually assaulted. Uh, and would you report it to the police? Like he was, you were held down. You mean if I were? Yeah. You're held down by four women and they, they, you know. Uh, I would be at that really same spot that at the same time every night, I think. <laughs> hang out there. I would I frequent mean, that club. I, yeah. I don't want to make too light of it. But at the same time. It is a really tough thing if you're a 19 year old to spend the rest of your life saying, uh, talking to your friends about. Remember that time I, you know, I got gang raped by four chicks. Yeah, and it's a, that's a real. <laughs> that weird that'll make you real popular real fast. Yeah. But I will say this though, Marty. Obviously, I'm making light of it, but my first emotional <laughs> reaction to to your question of like if it happened to me was uh, shame. I would be ashamed that I couldn't. That's the physically. Other thing. Rebuff, ward, ward off, uh, yes. uh, uh, you know, uh, for women. Shame, maybe not exactly in that manifestation, but there's is part of the complex soup of um, of terrible emotions that yep. one would feel in the wake of a rape. Well, there is the male survivor support network that says that the stigma of being attacked by females can shame a male victim into silence. It was it, it was my first emotional reaction, and obviously I'm not intellectualizing it, and it's impossible to really put yourself in someone else's shoes. But that that was my first. Right. Well, I think that sounds legit. Uh, yeah, apparently he was uninjured. Um, so, but uh, you know, I, I ultimately I don't think this is a huge problem, like uh, like a, an epidemic that's growing. But now, what know? if what if the gentleman not like gay. that guy stealing dicks in Africa? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, but what if the gentleman? Yeah, <laughs> call back. E- either way, that you got to report. Either way, what if, if the someone- guy? What if the gentleman was gay? Okay, and well, yeah, that's you know, I, I mean, mean, physiologically, he could way. be aroused by. But either way. If, yeah. If he really was legitimately assaulted, I suppose the yeah, he has a right, right to be to reported. And, yeah. yeah. Right. It's just a, a unique situation. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I wonder how Canada's going to deal with it. Probably I'd like, to, I'd like to go there and find out. I, I'm going to do some investigative reporting and find out where this place is, please. James is going undercover. Please, sir. I mean, Hard. if Email I were 19 years old, undercover. And, <laughs> I would, at 19, I would fuck a tree, you know, so like the fact yeah, that right. like a, a member of the office. And op- yet you wouldn't sleep with me. Uh, the fact that a member of the opposite sex <laughs> chooses not to acknowledge the comments. <laughs> I did not know you at Silence 19. Silence speaks volumes. At 19, we did not know each other. So I am I am lower down on the list than a tree. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I'll tell you, my... Dick-filled, sap-riddled <laughs> I will, tree. I will take the tree and... Oh. <laughs> what is in okay. this syrup? There's a tree oh and there's God. Dan. Uh, tree! I'll tell you, my I I had my uh, not to review, not to not to be too open, but I had my my first uh, sort of sexual experience um, probably at eighteen or nineteen, and it was with somebody I cared about and had feelings for, and I still didn't think I was ready and felt really shitty afterwards. Oh, really? And we didn't even have okay, sex. But, sex, it was but feeling shitty is different experience. from being traumatized. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. who are we it's to a fine line. Where that it's line a fine. No, no, no. But else. but I would say like you know. Almost everybody's first sexual experiences are just marred with mistakes and like regret. <laughs> Not mine. And <laughs> hey, now, no, do tell. No, uh, yeah, mine was a mine was a good experience, but yes, of course. But it was with a girl, ri- though. Yeah, no, but yeah. The, no, but that had nothing to do with it. I really right, but, but, I just mean it was filled with the awkwardness that they right awkwardness, right. mistakes, you know, just uh, clumsiness. Yeah. I'm that, just trying to that, project that onto. Sure. The un- being unwilling or oh, un- right, 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 unready. Right, right, right. Uh, unprepared. Uh, I'm just trying to project that into into that experience and, to try to get a sense yeah. of what it might be like. Yeah, because I think that probably the first time I had sex, I probably wasn't necessarily like ready. But then you learn from it and you're like, you learn. Like, I think that the whole thing of virginity is, is overrated, you know, just it being this precious <laughs> thing. Uh, well, no, I mean. I think sexual experience is something that you just... Virginity is overrated. <laughs> what? Why is that funny? Why? I don't know. It's, it's just, just the way it's phrased. Yeah. I mean, I... I'm sorry. Yeah. Tell us about... Oh, Dan is wearing a promise ring, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's saying... He's looking down I'm just on saying, me. I'm not sure that's... I'm not looking down. I'm just questioning the virginity is over... Like, I think it's, I think it's appropriately rated to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, well, I think virginity is, is subjective. The well, importance but, of virginity should remain subjective. But I think that, like... <laughs> is, well, well phrased. Sexual exploration <laughs> is, I would say... Sexploration? Sexploration is... That, I think, is not overrated. But I think, like, you know, the fact that people have anal sex and still say that they're virgins because they have their promise ring and they're like, well, my, you know, my hymen's intact, but I still blew this guy. Yeah, that's splitting hairs. That's splitting hairs, yeah. you know. That's what I mean, you know, like, I don't know. The yeah. Clintonian uh, argument? Yeah. Is that exactly. <laughs> yeah, I did not have sexual relations. Um, oh, I've had this, this uh, rash. No, it's um, ticks. No, 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 no. I've had lingering regret. It's a yes. It's a pinched nerve for walking in today. (laughs) I've got it starts back here behind my shoulder blade and goes down my arm in here. And there's two points where I feel pain right below my shoulder blade and right here in my mid arm. And then it but then it goes down through my last two fingers. So Uh it's this whole thing. It's not a heart thing, but it. And so I'm going to a chiropractor tomorrow. Yeah. 
I mean, not. I don't know necessarily how much I believe in them, but like anything. To, it's a fact that's like two months. Is I, it more of a muscle thing or a nerve like, thing? I think, I think it's, it's a nerve. If it's, go, if it's going down the arm, yeah. it's got to be the muscles stay. Because I just yeah. I just injured my back a month ago, and it was oh, really? a muscle thing, and, and because it was uh, stayed localized and didn't go down my leg, that's how I. Knew that's it how you know it's just the muscle. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. It's got to be, and so yeah. I'm gonna go try. But it, it's really excruciating. It's been that way for a couple months, and that's Are you I'm like taking anything. No, because like I mean, I have uh, because of I injured my back a while back. I have a little Vicodin. Vicodin doesn't really do a lot for this. Yeah. There's not really Advil. It, I think it just it, the pain is there and it goes away. I think maybe it could also be maybe a like a carpal tunnels type thing because I hold Ooh. my phone in my left hand and yeah. I do like one thumb uh, texting a lot. So, but but it often comes on when I'm not doing it. it and I only mention because like I'm having an epic bout right this second oh, where it just wow. is incredibly painful, and there's nothing that can be done about it. Well, even, I suppose even naproxen or anything like that. The, the like. Well, I haven't. I haven't believe. gone to like. Oh, you mean like I haven't gone to a doctor? Officially. Here's what I learned, Dan. Just switch right. hands every so often. Yeah, no, it's masturbation. Not my, my left hand. It's <laughs> no, no, I was talking about messaging. I am. No, no, I know. How I've tried. What's weird is I am. You left, are I'm just a disgusting, dirty little man. Marty on virginity. Yes. <laughs> it's the top I, of the I, hour, and you're listening to the Smod Coast Morning yeah. Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Networks. And yes. Marty's talking yes. about masturbation. Can we take us to traffic? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. We- <laughs> Everything's fucked. There's a, a nightmare out on the five. Refrigerator on the one hundred and one. The angry. Are you sure that's the not angry helicopter? Like, yeah, another fucking refrigerator. Why can't you just Why can't you just drive people? Pick these things up. There's a number you can call and they pick them up. You got to put it on the fucking freeway. You sure that's not deep vein thrombosis, Dan? Yeah, we had that issue. Oh, there you go. There's Miguel. Miguel's always trying to scare me. It's not a pulmonary embolism. A diagnosis murder. <laughs> no, no, a oh, doctor. I think it's, it's just a chest cold. It should be murder. <laughs> no, I met dude. I broke my leg. Murder. <laughs> diagnosis. So, <laughs> I thought we'd go into uh, the uh, mailbag. <gasps> mail sack hey, my favorite time? moment of the show. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna dip into the mail sack. Oop. Mail sack. Mail sack. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Dan just gave me the most yeah, those were glare. Uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> All right, this one is for Bill. I love it. <laughs> this is from I've got mail This is from Lou and Allison Hey hey uh, nice. And they they are expecting an awesome story This better be good Uh oh No pressure Enlighten us about Dingus Day Oh awesome <laughs> So glad you asked Good question The day after Easter uh, Is a Polish holiday called Dingus Day Which is celebrated with a carnival of accordions A parade of accordions And uh, in the Polish Triangle in Cleveland Which is uh, the Happy Dog These are bars The Happy Dog, the Park View And a third one um, There are polka bands all day There are beer specials wow. on all the Polish beers they um, they elect uh, a Dingus Day queen. Uh, people dress up like pierogies. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was believing you would, but now it's getting. I have, I have pictures of babies in pierogi costumes. 
But they do that this. Awesome. They, they do this in all Polish American communities. Yeah, right? actually, my brother went up to Buffalo for it and right. had so much fun that they launched it in Cleveland. Oh, so he launched it. He? Uh, he was part of the group that launched wow. it in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah so it originated wow. in Buffalo. Yeah, because we have a real, well, probably originated in Poland, but we have a really hot uh, DJ, DJ Kiszka, who does uh, polka happy hours around town, and they hot become really popular. Hot being a relative term it's amongst Polish-American DJs. It's yeah. cool, because I went to the uh, Polka Hall of Fame, the Cleveland-style Polka Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and it was all old-timers, and this was years ago, and now that music is sort of being appreciated again probably for kitsch factor but it's being appreciated again by young people and the greatest thing about dj kishka is uh he he puts his money where his mouth is he is a shit hot accordion player nice so he nice. can spin the cuts and uh and rock out and the, the accordion box. the accordion yeah. in between yeah wow uh, and uh Look my brother now my brother's bar uh on a this is a monday give it so a day after easter the happy dog uh cleared 21,000 at the bar on a Monday. Are you kidding? No. Wow. He said it was like locusts, the way that they, they were drinking all of it. That's how people is, want to be described. And this yeah. is also after Lent, so probably a lot of people right. weren't drinking for a nice. month or so. And it's a Monday. And that's Dingus Day. Dingus. D-Y-N-G-U-S. Yes. Not so. to be confused with Dingleberry Day. That's uh, <laughs> sponsored by Charmin. You, uh, I like those old school. I'll like, give myself. One... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a... In uh, upstate New York, where there's an old, a lot of Dutch, old Dutch communities, yep. there are near Christmas. There's this. It's called Sinterklaas, S I N T R K L A A S. It's their. It's a Christmas celebration, but yeah. it's the it's an old Dutch one, and it has such a like that Ichabod crane. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Sinterklaas, and they have <laughs> coming for you. And we stumbled on the parade there in like Rhinebeck, New York, and it it it's kind of part Mardi Gras. There's these elaborate mask oriented Mardi Gras style costumes and and kind of makeshift ba- bands, drums, and it's just a weird thing. And I and I thought like I knew all. That when one needed to know in America about Christmas, <laughs> no, and then you realize no, oh, but in the Dutch communities of upstate New York, Sinterklaas. <laughs> so it's a Dutch Christmas that, like, drum circle, basically. Yeah, and it's great. And you're like, <laughs> is this really happening? And nobody knows about this. And so it's so great to hear about Dingus Day, yeah, where polka party. sounds totally fun and amazing. Yeah. And of course, it would happen in these kind and, of Rust Belt silly, communities frankly. where there's strong Polish heritage, mm-hmm. and that sounds like a blast. You know, I never knew that. Or I never put together that. Claus from Santa Claus comes from Saint Claus. 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 No, from Saint Nick Claus. Yeah. Nicholas. You know. Yeah, it's all that. I I thought you'd be able to see that. Well, uh, ed, ed, it now it makes ed, sense. etymological but, heritage. No, it makes sense now. But I never Saint, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. No, no, no. Santa Claus. Saint Nicholas is the we have Santa Claus. Dan is talking about something. Is, <laughs> I want to run from that guy. I don't want. Oh, by the way, Happy Santa Claus. <laughs> Along those lines, if yes. you want to see an interesting movie, go watch A, a Christmas Tale. It's a, a Norwegian film about basically these these Santa Claus sort of. Demons running around. Uh, it's a very, very good movie. Very I'm in pre-production on Dingus Day horror film. Uh, <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent. Uh, so this next email is from Veronica. That's He'll Veronica. Your eyes out. At, That's the Dingus Day bad guy. Get, get him in the. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Here it comes. Eventually. All right. There you go. All right. So uh, this is from Veronica L37 at Veronica L37. Right. Veronica Lofren. Good morning, boys. We've morning. heard time morning. and time again that Bill doesn't watch porn. Or, no, that Bill says he doesn't watch porn. No. So that has me thinking, Uh-oh. wondering. 
What gets Bill's delicate sensibilities going? Does he light some candles, put on some Chardet, and think about Cleveland? Oysters and snails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, is that a real question? That yes. <laughs> Don't try. And we want in. a real answer. Oh gosh. Um, I think the sexiest thing a woman can do is laugh. No, that's not what she was talking about. She oh. was saying, "How do you get your rocks off?" What? In are, the, what? Who are you? In the, <laughs> I'm an old-fashioned guy. I don't know what you want. He's a single guy, <laughs> right? Exactly. I don't know about you guys, but Lonely. I love to laugh. <laughs> Lonely. Right. That's who I am. You know, I just love Lonely. to. Laugh. I just take a long. Walk if someone the has beach. "I love to laugh" in their profile, I'm not going to go on a date with them because everyone loves to fucking laugh. Have you ever met somebody who yeah. didn't right. love? To I laugh? want someone with a good, with a good sense of humor. So now, was that a bad answer by me or a good answer? No, because you didn't answer just, the question. She was like, "How yeah. do you get your your rocks off by yourself?" I think she's talking a little more, uh, you uh, know, just pure. What titillates sex. you? No, by yourself. By yourself. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time trying to get going when I'm alone. All right. What's that? Gonna, <laughs> what's that going to accomplish? The dividing line between you and Marty. The master of your <laughs> domain. Yeah. Oh, um, that's right, Miguel. It, Krampus. What it, is Ooh, is that part of, of Sinterklaas? I've heard of that. Uh, yes, I, I, I'm dying to know. Talking to the mic. Krampus. Yes, Krampus. Everybody look up Krampus. Krampus. K-R-A-M-P-U-S. Uh, it's the, the is it, is devilish. It, is it Sinterklaas affiliated or is it just a... Uh, or is it his nemesis? I don't know. This is not a... This is, no, but this he, is the mail sack. All right, people? Okay, all right. All right, so Bill... T- Bill... T- uh, titillation. Yes. Oh God. Uh, he's got I the, am not comfortable with this line of questioning. <laughs> Victoria's <laughs> Secret catalog. Oh, or... uh, yeah. I guess if I, if given given the choice, given the choice between raw nudity porno and and women way, in, women in their underwear, I'd take women. What in about their like underwear. an old timey magazine with women in sort of, right, right, or with a high neck and yes. the whalebone? Yeah, no, right. no, or a Sears uh, and of <laughs> the, the the Sears and Robot catalog. Um, <laughs> that's the, right. Uh, in the uh, the the. Bandaged feet. What is oh, by the way, Wells Fargo wagon. As is Bill is as Bill is giving this answer, his hands are underneath the desk. Krampus. <laughs> Krampus. Right. Uh, I just Krampus. like to, I just like to see Bill really, really uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, this the Christmas Jesus freaky Christ. I know. Remember this? Yeah, this, this, is this is says Christmas podcast. to me. The hey. Christmas demon. Oh, everybody, look up Krampus. Jesus. Krampus, the Christmas demon. At Perkentkloff Krachen. <laughs> Hey guys, long time listener, first time emailer. <laughs> is this from the Krampus himself? No, this is from Allison <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Dashed off a quick email. You shall die. You are mocking me. I bitter you are representing me so poorly. Focus. <laughs> uh, so okay. Allison asks, what's the appeal of The Great Gatsby? If anyone Nothing. read the book or saw the movie with Robert Redford and Mia Farrow, why the excitement for the remake? Was uh, she was a gold digging whore and he was pussy whipped? Or does my visceral hatred of the book make me blind to its virtues? I don't like Love stories. You guys can't say fuck Cleveland because the South Dakota weather is sucking donkey dicks. Well, then we can fuck Cleveland. Beautiful out here. Uh, I like Cleveland. I don't like stories about rich people and how how they have all these problems. But they do. Open. Your I know heart. they do, but Open I don't give a heart. Shit. I don't give a shit. I think it's a pretty great novel, um, but I agree with your basic thesis. Uh, but I would have to revisit it. Terrific. I, I haven't read it since now, high school, but in it, high school, I remember being why aggravated. Is it a terrific. Oh, God, it's a great Gatsby, Marty. 
With, look at Alison asked a question. It's the mythical eyes of J.T. It has been a long time since I've read it. I'm not prepared to do an well, essay on it, Great it's, Gatsby. It's very I'm much. Not a, I'm not an expert. It's an American novel. You know, it's a it's a novel about new money versus old, and about the American spirit, about about people uh, hiding who they really are, and and it's also like Nick Carraway is such an is is a he's a the narrator is kind of dull, but it's. I don't know. He's it's his perspective is very interesting and in how he uh, he's sort of in awe of Gatsby. I don't know. I, I found it very. I like. I love the book. I think it's. it's I think the novel. I think the writing is pure poetry. I think there's great subtlety. And yet you don't like and, the book. No, because I I for the same reason uh, right. we were talking sort of about Breaking Bad. Well, not that not not the same reason as Breaking Bad literally, right. but not invested in the characters. So as as good as the writing is, if I'm not invested in the characters, I'm not invested in the story, which right. is what happens with Breaking Bad. I recognize it as great writing and great acting, but I'm not invested in the characters uh, because I'm not connected to them in any way. So I, I can't come back yeah. episode after episode, and I can't turn page after page. I mean, I've read Gatsby, right? And I do I do carry with me the like the metaphors of the the, the eyes of God. So you appreciate the artistry, but it's just not doesn't suck you in Gatsby. Yeah. And, and I would have to revisit it. I don't think I've read it since. No, I, you know high I can't. I'm not attacking you for that at all. I mean, I I like I'm. Not, I really not feel like, oh, I'm a well-versed in Gatsby. Marty sounds pretty well-versed, actually. Gatsby believed in the green light, the orgiastic future that year by year recedes before us. It eluded us then, but that's no matter. Tomorrow we will run faster, stretch out our arms farther, and then one fine morning. So we beat on, boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm white, wiping weird. a tear from, yeah. from my, right. my cheek. That is the that is the the how. The hey hey ends. hey! Fucking spoiler! You just read the last paragraph of of Great Gatsby. <laughs> I don't talk about how he died. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I am looking. <laughs> I am looking forward to the uh, make Krampus. <laughs> suck your blood and make you read the sequel to Gatsby Krampus will eat your soul and leave you some gold coins in your stocking Krampus recommends you try Willa Cather <laughs> a prairie alternative to great Gatsby <laughs> she spoke to the Midwestern god folk yeah, uh, but, but if not, Nathaniel West. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know about that gay poet. What was his name? James Ellison. Theodore Dreiser's sister Carrie. Oh, excellent. Coppice did like that. I had issues with the third act. But yeah, it's, it's a bit of a downer. I'm more of a William Dean Howells man. Uh, even Crumpus likes yeah. to laugh. And the, of course, the Jameses. <laughs> a William and Henry James combo makes Crumpus giddy. <laughs> uh, that that is our that is as much as we know about American literature. <laughs> the patron demon of spoiler alerts. Yeah, yeah. Krampus. Who uh, knew? <laughs> we got to get him on the show, yeah. man. But that said, he, he may be our guest. Do you guys <laughs> do you guys want to see the movie? No. <laughs> I do because I'm even in his failures. I enjoy the. Enthusiasm that Baz Luhrmann has mm. for spectacle in, in narrative point. storytelling. Isn't Jay Z producing it? Yeah. Or? Very, very uh, I think so. I I, I'm expecting it to familiar. be a failure. I, Gatsby strikes me as not a, really a filmable, Film. novelable. It takes novel. away the one thing that I loved about it, which right. was the language. Yeah. So 
I, I swear I heard that Jay Z was uh, involved in it in financing production or something. Seriously, right. yeah, that sounds right. That, that could be good. right. He's getting that involved in right. everything. He uh, yeah. he's now a sports agent. Yeah. You know, really? Yeah. yeah. And isn't he part owner of the Brooklyn Nets? He is part owner of the Brooklyn Nets. And did he sing one shining moment at the end of the <laughs> yeah. attorney last night? He sang the rose. <laughs> I'm, I'm now going to sing my version of one shining moment. And go. The ball is up, the jig is down. I don't know. I don't know the song. I, just, <laughs> I read about it yesterday for the first time, and I felt like an idiot, because apparently it's like the, the, the Wall Street Journal called the most famous song in sports, and while I'm not That's a big Gary sports guy, Glitter. I know. I mean, I'm, but but I'd never heard this fucking song, and I feel like an idiot. It's Gary. Did you guys Gary watch? Glitter. Did you guys oh, right, watch the, course, the game last night? Sports. I did not. I don't give a shit. I missed it. All right, go Louisville, go Cards. This uh, is really. You know, the Rose is the most is the most popular. Or at least Some in say love. It, it is a river rainbow. Rainbow, it's a, river but it ultimately it's a flower in the end. Your tender um, <laughs> I used to work at a bar that did karaoke, and this was in the '90s, so I'm sure it's changed. But that was by far the most popular. Song to sing a karaoke. In fact, like women would show up early and be like, "Oh, Vicky's sick tonight. That means I get to sing the rose." Oh God! I was like, oh, oh, yeah. God. That means you're a fucking weirdo. Here's Vicky's your update. Oh, uh, right. Gatsby update. Jay Z is set to uh, co-write the original musical score for The Great Gatsby as well as uh, produce the soundtrack. That resonates. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, so the next one. This is really Bill's. Bill's sack today. Uh, let's not call it that. <laughs> I think we're Bill's right. Bill's sack. Bill's Bill sack. Ding dong, ding little Bill's sack. Bill's sack is plump today. All right. <laughs> Jesus. What? I don't know. That is worse than the I box think... cutter tongue. In the <laughs> I, think... <laughs> I think what I said was perfectly descriptive. Oh, I have images in my head. All like too a descriptive. Kodak carousel <laughs> of my mind. So, this is from Chris Brown in Saskatchewan. The guy with the a, bacon? Uh, the guy with the bacon. And he can fry it up in the pan. And <laughs> never, never <laughs> let you come in. Because you're a, a woman. Canadian. About the bacon. Ozzily tied up in the pan. Ozzily. You should watch that on YouTube if you want to get a little taste of All right, was it, early this is ad campaign. Dan singing seventies ads. <laughs> and they call. Oh, I can bring on the Charlie. bacon. Charlie, fired up in the pan. Never, never, never let you my Because I'm a woman. I remember that. Pow, I do that. Absolutely. I don't remember the product, but I remember the cut. And that the product, I believe, was called bacon. <laughs> that that commercial is. Wasn't what? it called Angelique? It was. It was <laughs> I, think, I think the ad. Totally gives you it away. It. But I don't remember what Angelie is. The bacon-scented bacon? no. uh, perfume. I think it's a scent, yeah. Bacon really? scent. scent of uh, feminist power. Yeah. Mm. That commercial is actually, actually what heels. gets Bill uh, going. Yeah. 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 The retroactive that response and the to the old, earlier She's wearing that. a big blousey dress, <laughs> yeah. I think, with like, uh, shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. Yeah. Maybe she's drinking yeah, some Chablis. Yeah. That and some old Nair commercials. Huh. Who wears yep. short Nair shorts? Nair for yeah. short shorts. Nair for short all right, Chris asks, uh, it's been quite a while since we heard any update on Bill's upcoming directorial work. Is that Maze movie still on? Yes, I just had a production meeting yesterday. This is uh, for the feature wow. called Dave Made a Maze. Um, we're, uh, we're, we've cracked six figures in fundraising, and um, we've got a few uh, exciting opportunities people were talking to this week. Um, we're holding off on casting our lead for now, the lead woman, but uh, the list of people that we have access to who are uh, sort of on our radar is very exciting to me. 
That's great. Um, and I'm meeting, uh, I'm going to Stupid Buddy Systems tonight where they do robot chicken to meet someone for a storyboarding session. Nice. Lovely. Love it's it. It's all happening. And it's very, it's very exciting. Progress to production. And half of why I made that movie spontaneously out of nowhere was to uh, develop a working relationship with some of the people who are involved in the feature. Great. And just make sure that we, uh, we can be under pressure under the gun and still enjoy each other's company and we can smart nice good to know good to know thanks for asking i appreciate that but yeah that that's all happening and and when i have something concrete that i'm legally allowed to uh say i'll be saying it um again we did not talk about the accidental racist uh don't that's the um what is it the uh the ll cool j is that right and brad Brad paisley Paisley? and brad paisley Yeah. yeah Um, out of my element here no. yeah no I, I didn't watch it just doesn't it's a, it's a true meeting of the minds yeah. uh, Jay-Z is also attached to the Annie remake that's right with uh, Will Smith and uh, what is it can you believe do any, anybody Willow? here remember Willow. who directed the, uh, the original movie musical version of Annie I saw it in the theater I know um, it's literally it, it will blow your mind is it's it? such a wrong how that choice was made by Robert the studio Altman? no wait who, who no he did it? Popeye, Popeye which was right. also yeah. mind boggling in its own way although the the, the result is so utterly weirdly unique. You almost get it. But this, like, okay, it's 1983 or whenever it was. Yeah. You've got kid-friendly Broadway musical Annie. Who do you, who who just has to direct this? John Houston, of course. Oh, right, that's oh, right. Wow. Who wouldn't that's turn right. to John Houston? Oh, my gosh. Because if the treasure is Sierra Madre, uh, Casino Royale, and taught us anything, yeah. it's that he's the right guy for Annie. <laughs> I love him. I mean, love what great movies throughout his entire career. But Annie, really? Yeah, I totally. Where do they go? That. Like, yeah, that's that's the, that's Let's the one. That guy. Let's do that. Elliot uh, Gould and Carol Burnett weren't they? Uh, Daddy uh, Warbucks and uh, no, no, Peter, Albert Finney. Albert Finney. Uh, yeah. Oh, I saw Elliot Gould do Annie on Broadway when I was a kid. That's what it nice. was. Really? Yeah. I'm waiting huh. for uh, Michael Bay's remake of uh, uh, The War of the Roses. That's going to be fucking <laughs> oh. awesome. Is that true? <laughs> That's wishful thinking. Come on, Michael. Do you really want to see that movie remade? That uh, movie was- I, as a just, musical, just by Michael Bay. No, just by Michael. Just right, because right. I want to see explosions when Fair the fucking enough. the right. chandelier the chandelier falls. Spoiler yeah. jerk. <laughs> uh, so this last next one is from Darren Husted. Hey, Prefab Four. Uh, saw Dark Skies last week. It's that horror film with Carrie Russell. I think it's a horror film. Uh, not a good film. But more than anything, the characters were stupid. In a film where things are going bump in the night, it took them an hour to put up cameras, a la Paranormal Activity. And when J.K. Simmons tells Carrie Russell about greys, I guess these are spirits of some sort, she acts like she has never seen an episode of X-Files. Well, a lot of people haven't seen episodes of X-Files. What stupid things do characters do in films that take you out of of the viewing experience? Uh... Like the most egregious is when characters hold up a mobile phone looking for bars, which is just the writer looking at the audience telling them that mobiles don't work. Yep. Wait a, yeah, yeah sure. that is annoying. But it is really annoying. It's one of the great things about the Carrie Diaries. <laughs> Do we, don't have, we don't have to deal with mobile phones. Nice. People have to go and talk to each other. It is not a fun really story device. It is not Well, it really fun. complicates things. It's never interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I, I, I guess uh, some of the scenes in, um, in uh, Departed where he's trying to text yeah. in his pocket under the gun that some, some of that was interesting Something but for the most I, part as soon as someone takes out a cell phone it's yeah, you sort not of like, interesting yeah, yeah. It, one of the, I like in Sherlock the BBC uh, series oh, they series. were doing great things with I think they were one of the first people to do it but like when people text you now, I've seen it now elsewhere, but yeah. it comes up visually on the screen, and that actually like makes you feel a part of it mm-hmm. in a way like they could do an insert 
but I think like we've always realized like that insert on the thing you either have to linger so long for you to read it to that read it's a weird it. yeah, shot nice. or not with what so this actually also kind the of last thing I want to be thinking about is my phone and phones yeah. or anything I want to be completely disconnected when I'm in the and so that way it didn't feel like we're ignoring technology but I felt narratively involved me I I, I don't like speeches. Speeches, speeches in general. No, I, that Gettysburg address. No, I mean, dreadful. I, actually, what bothers me is when people are supposed to be a professional at something, and they clearly the actors did no homework to learn how to wield a knife. If they're in a kitchen, you know, if they're like playing a chef, or if they're a musician, they're like working the cello, and clearly they're just like. <laughs> you know, just like make no effort to go along with the music, and yeah, uh, that is that is bad when they have live music and you can tell the musicians don't know what they're doing, yeah, or it's not timed up at all, yeah. Oh, so Allison just said that Willow is yeah. out of Annie, and it's right. uh, oh, Janae. yes, is that her name, girl from Oscar yeah, nominated from Beast of the Southern Wild. Uh, I I do hate, um, and it's not it's not on the actor, but uh, just gross miscasting, like where where. Somebody is just in the wrong role. Uh, like a hot woman is is like a tough cop, and you're just like, oh god, come on. Mm. She would never find her way into the police force, and if she did, it wouldn't be in that capacity. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. But that's not that's not bad acting. That's that's bad casting. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's so easy to just say what what is you know what is Catherine Heigl doing or whatever. But right. as an actor, you don't have a lot of choices necessarily. Yeah. And it's like work is work. And I meant to ask you about this, actually, because uh, the show we went to mocked this, and it's something I've come across a lot. Uh, a lot of times in a script, uh, the, the line of dialogue will start with the character saying, look, like, look, I'm not here to cause trouble, but, you know, um, and I never say look in at all. In, in real life. In real, I never say it. And they it's might as well be script. saying plot yeah. point. Right. Uh, and then listen. I don't yeah. say that either. I just say what I'm going to say. Right. But and it's so funny, like as you say, it, you're pointing. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. It, it just it just really pigeonholes you, and I can't stand it. I always try to just change it, or either not say it, or say hey instead of look or listen and see if see if anybody notices and has a problem with it. But Marty took me to a show where they stage. Uh, I think we've talked about it before in the show. They stage bad screenplays live. Um, and every other line was a character going, look. And so when they say look, all the characters, like one character, will, the character saying it will point somewhere. Right, will point like off and in the everyone sky. Looks. And all the characters will look to whatever she's pointing. <laughs> look, I don't think we need to do that. It's, it's great. But especially since then, every time I see look in a script, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. It's tough, though, to say to say things that no one says. Yeah. You yeah. know, a lot of writers don't, you know, they write, to communicate information, but they don't necessarily write the way that people speak. Yeah, yeah, and and that's a, a really tough thing. There's a, a playwright who was just uh, featured in the New Yorker a few weeks ago, and I guess I, she's this young woman who teaches at uh, NYU, and like she said, as a teenager, she would go to public places and just listen to people and transcribe. then and transcribe their dialogue, and mm -hmm. just like and how mundane these conversations would be. And and awkward, you know, just people when they speak regularly, they don't speak well thought for the wordology, you know, right. like like when I speak, uh, and so that's what her plays contain are these sort of awkward, weird sort of. Conversely, you know, in, in and I'm, I'm going to annoy some people here, but like Mamet was always kind of about that too. Except I always found that his version of that really rang false to me. Like it it created this other. 
alternate universe of allegedly the way people would because he's right people haven't like i just did they haven't all they don't finish their sentences they not always complete it's just not these and and many playwrights don't get to that but i at the same time i always feel like sometimes it plays it feels very artificial yeah it's you too, know his too structure to do, yeah that's not it, organic. And at the same time, you do want it to be interesting, too. You know, if it's right. just how people right. talk about it, it's like, well, I was, well, got I mean, this rash on my balls. You have to, you have to synthesize the information yeah. so that you're pushing the story forward all the time. Yeah. Especially right. in, in television and in screenwriting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, that, that always pops, those moments when somebody's just sort of stumbling or and you just assume it's improvised and not written when, when there's ellipsis and people stumble and... Did you already say what I was in there? But the like people hanging up on phone calls without and where? saying where were you? Hello, where were you just now? I just stepped into the restroom. Oh, Here's the restroom. I didn't even notice you missing. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel says uh, he hates when something that would never happen in real life happens, and someone asks that person that it happened to, "What happened?" and they say nothing. Like <laughs> oh that <laughs> you know like that's pretty the, much all of lost. Sheriff yeah. got back on the, the Amity. The, and uh, yeah. they said, what happened? Said, I didn't even know. No, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and you're just screaming. Just tell them! Tell yeah. <laughs> All right, Quint died. The boat sank. Sharks killed. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. Nothing happened. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's all for, cool. I think I, I alluded to this uh, uh, when we talked about uh, Battleship. But I, the the unbelievable for me that... Say someone who's, uh, or let's say this movie with who is it, Halle Berry, where she's a nine one one operator. The call, yeah, the call. Well, Halle Berry's from Cleveland. Okay, so nine one one operators drink. Take the call. They fucking go out and they investigate the call. I mean, when does that happen? Yeah. When do they yeah. <laughs> when do they yeah. become the cop? Ordinary the people behaving extraordinarily. Yeah. <laughs> the foundation of all of our myths. <laughs> that uh, almost sounded supportive of the call. Yeah, right. <laughs> we already talked about the call. Actually, okay. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I have no desire to talk about it. Everything everybody said in the new Die Hard movie sucked. Yeah, every moment of every line of every character was terrible. What, was it all? How did it misfire so bad? One there, wonders. Did you Did you see it at all? No, I mean, I, which is telling because normally I would have. Yeah. There's almost. No way I wouldn't have seen it, and the reviews were so god-awful that I just didn't. But just these random moments of him saying, I'm your father. Yeah, I'm your father. He said it like 12 times. It's like, well, oh, I think uh, they just talked cutting about together random attempts to get that information out. It was right. terrible. But right. the, the reviewers, a couple of reviewers basically said that it's not a movie for an American audience. It was a movie yeah. that was specifically designed for to do Russians. well overseas and to you know to do well in Russia and Europe and and so they well hopefully when they did the subtitles they changed all of the dialogue it was <laughs> fucking I mean, unwatchable I hear that is I understand that we and like the same thing market, as G.I. But, but it is a but they wouldn't be doing it that sounds almost like and domestic be damned I, I don't I don't believe that I do believe that there may have been more action I, whatever it may have been but like they're not in a and and fuck domestic, you know what? You know, this is a this and is a the, strong the legend franchise. Of, the legend of the of the of the the character that everyone loves so I, much. I, I think they, they just fucked up. I think they just made a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think they I, made that movie and said, "Thank God we made a movie that's going to do great overseas and suck in the U.S." You know? No, no. But I think the the rationale was there. They the funding came from overseas, and so they made it catered it for an overseas but audience. I, but but oh, and so and the end result was is a bad movie. Overseas audiences want bad movies. Well, no, they just have different uh, criteria Standards. for what. Yeah, yes. see, I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, I don't, I don't buy that. That I don't buy that. Fox said 
would have let it go and said, oh, yeah, but we know this isn't really going to work domestic, but yeah. I just don't. I think it should reboot and uh, cast a new, you know, let, let's take it from the top. Let's Bold. reboot and start. And yeah, he's old. What the fuck? Have him come on as a cameo. True. Or whatever, and and how are they naming them now? What was this one? Die Hard. Uh, they give a good like day a, to Die Hard. A good day yeah. to die. At this point, I think there's a wheel in the in someone's office where they just spin. It's like uh, Die Hard Candy, Die Hard on, <laughs> Die Hard Wear. It takes place in a hardware store. <laughs> die Hard of Hearing. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I, it did. I mean, it made like two hundred million dollars overseas. So. I don't think that proves your point. I think it. I don't. I, my point is that, that sounded like he was ascribing, and not your point. His point. It, it sounds like he's ascribing. Like we know this is going to be shitty domestic, but we've answered a lot of things that we think foreign people. So let's do it. I think they. I, yes, I think they thought an action movie would do well overseas, yeah. and maybe they put it in Russia to give it an international. I think flavor. It was, I think it was half baked, knowing but, they'd make their money anyway. Yeah, yeah, but I still don't. I don't. Think but I don't think there's any like, deliberate attempt to the, ignore what an American audience that, might. That's yeah. right, especially with a storied franchise. I actually have an. I have an audio that. clip from the movie. Uh oh, I'm your father. <laughs> right, I'm your father. <laughs> that was the whole fucking. <laughs> well done. You saw it, right? Yeah. It was no. fucking terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. I mean, it just defies realistically how people operating at, at, at Fox would operate. It just doesn't make sense where they'd yeah. go like, yeah, mm, not going to work in the U.S., but yep, we, yeah. we checked off some foreign boxes. Uh, so what they do. Last week, we had a guest, Dan, for the first time in a long time. Oh. We, we had uh, David Huntsberger. Yeah. Who's oh, one of that? Our, uh, our, that penultimate, our penultimate Nooner guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, uh, And we revived this segment that we haven't done in a long oh, time. Oh, that's right. So why don't we do it again? Let's do it again. Hmm. How intriguing. <laughs> Coming at you in threes. Oh, thanks, Brad Stark. <laughs> now, because, Dan, you are a veteran of this show, these might not be as soft as what we might Oh, so these are for me? Guest. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've ever gotten a... So this, well, this is a fast-pitch softball. Okay, got you've it. You've never gotten one directly, and yet you've answered every single one before. Yeah, I, that's that's the bit. <laughs> that's the bit. <laughs> that's Dan's bit. That's the bit. That's uh, that's just Dan. <laughs> okay, fine. That's, that's my bit. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah, not your fine. bit. It's Great. just Dan. Yep. That's just Dan. My show, uh, my bit. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, well, it's done. a pronoun war. Yes. Okay, first one. What's a great spring cocktail? Sidecar. Describe. Uh, cognac, a triple sec. Uh, the fresh lemon juice. Fresh lemon juice. Sugar rim. In a martini glass. Yeah, delicious. But don't make it with bourbon. Some people do that. Go cognac. Hennessy's fine. You yeah. can do a gin sidecar. That sounds good. Go cognac. Cognac is it because this guy literally World War One guy pulls up in Paris and motorcycle sidecar goes into a bar and you know I, I need something like effervescent but strong and sidecar it came yeah. so I mean cognac it comes from France let him have it nice all right Frank well, if you want gin do the the other thing why don't French seventy five gin and champagne essentially uh-huh. which is just ah. terrific that was my fortieth birthday party cocktail at this restaurant La Poubelle nice. and, the uh, poobs it's French for garbage. Can. Garbage. Great. I love Garbage can. Love that yeah. place. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. On Franklin. Franklin Village. Try it. This episode brought to you by La Poubelle for all your French dining ha, needs. Ha, ha. Oh, well. 
And if you go there, you can probably see a lot of great improvisers having a drink there, too, because it's right next to the UCB Theater. I have seen Tom Lennon in there on occasion. Yes, he's not a great improviser, but he's a great writer and a very funny man. So you're taking a shot at Tom Lennon on our show. <laughs> I've improvised with Smart. his... good. Yeah, no, yeah that's what I, I would do. I saw uh, Lauren Graham <laughs> I was on there. A, I was on an improv her. team with his wife for a couple of years. Yeah. And even she thinks he sucks. No. I saw Lauren Graham there uh, at La Poubelle during the height of Gilmore Girls and the height of my crush on her. Oh, very, very exciting. Uh, I lied. Sorry. She was there and a friend of mine told me you have to come here now. She's here and I didn't. And it was, I couldn't come. Never mind. Story gets weirder. Story gets... <laughs> Joey Lauren Adams. I met Joey Lauren gets Adams at La Poubelle. much less interesting. Well, that's... Um, I mean, that's how... I, that's why I go there, Joey. You know, I... Joey and I've been friends forever. And you guys live in the place. same house. We go. We live in oh, the really? same. Yeah, she's my roommate. I didn't know yeah, that. So we go there all the time. That's I, I met her end of the show. I met her after a UCB show, uh, the super tight quarters. So we just ended up sitting next to each other and, and chatted for ages. She was super nice. Yeah, was, she's great. I was, I was really excited to meet her. She was awesome. I pretended awesome. I did. I didn't know that who we live she was. right around the corner uh, from there. So. And you guys, spring cocktails. Pim's cup. Pim's oh cup. god, that's a great answer. Yeah. I love Pim's cup. I think of I, could, it I couldn't a, tell you what's in it, but I know I like to drink it's it. It's Pim's number one, which is a gin liqueur mm-hmm. uh, out of out of it that's specifically that really is only now used for Pim's cup, which basically is that with you. You basically would want like a a, a, a lemon lime soda would be your ideal, fresh lemonade and a hand of club soda. The garnish has to be cucumber and apple. And I know that sounds, oh. but it really. But it's the drink of Wimbledon. It's like yeah. if the, with the mint julep is Kentucky Derby, Pim's Cup is to Wimbledon. I think of it more of as a summer, an early summer drink. Uh, splitting hairs, but I do. You're right. It is more of a June drink, but that's, <laughs> we'll still accept that answer. Uh, Dan makes an excellent. Uh, I finally Pim's got Cup. one right. It, yeah, Dan makes <laughs> yeah. a wonderful. Didn't Pim's I make Cup. a so great one up at N Bomb's place that time? Yeah. James, I, I am so uh, boring when it comes to that because I'm traditional. I always like a great Bay Breeze. Oh, yeah. Bay Breeze right. is always good for me. Is that the same thing as a sea breeze? No, sea breeze is uh, grapefruit, I believe. I think is, that's right. And cranberry and vodka. The, uh, what's the uh, um, uh, madras is yes. orange juice and cranberry. Yes, and, and then the Cape Cod is just uh, cranberry. Yes. And what is the Bay Breeze? Um, God, cranberry and uh, pit sweat. Pineapple? Yes, and pineapple. There you go. All right. Ooh, that does sound good. Actually, that yeah. sounds like delicious. That's that's very interesting. That's yes. a that's not a, a boring choice at all. Um, because yeah, I've I've had a I often have Malibu rum and pineapple. Oh yeah, that's mm. good. Yeah, it's that good. is it's like good. if you like it tastes like suntan lotion, but somehow in a great <laughs> yeah. way. In the great like oh, it's 1972 and copper tone ads. I can see your ass totally. Oh, by the way, Darren, uh, I forgot that Darren said fuck Palo Alto. Oh no, wait. He corrected himself. Fuck Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, <laughs> next softball. Okay. What's the most beautiful place on earth you've been to? I don't think I have to answer this one. Uh, this is it's directed at me. No, this is for, for Dan. This is for Dan. Shut your um, shut your trap. It it it's got to be Cleveland. Which part of Cleveland? <laughs> oh, that would have been my southern too. belt. The southern belt. <laughs> yeah. and, and what street in particular? What, what's in your? What's in your? Flagler, Flagler, Flagler Avenue. And what oh, is in God, your? What gorgeous. is in your line? Millionaires of Row, we call it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Oh, whew, love it there. Uh, <laughs> beautiful place I've ever been to. I need to think on that. There's there's parts of uh, well there's parts of East Coast beaches 
that's that haunt me personally. That's that's what the question is. It's a personal question. Like I mean, I've been like I've coast Costa Rica was absolutely. Cool. I've been to some. I'm not that well traveled, so there's some epically amazing places I've not been to. Not been to most continents. So I think I really have to answer it in the in terms of like something that makes me feel at home is kind of a, a, a East Coast dune beach without a lot of people on it. Uh, makes me feel like that is my most peace in nature. Specifically, Virginia. Beautiful. It can be Virginia Beach. It could be Fire Island. Virginia Beach. But those sort of like low slung beaches with dunes and dune grass. When I'm there, I feel at most calm with myself. Are you wearing a a rope knit, a rope knit sweater? I am clothed. A fisherman's sweater. <laughs> and are you? Oh, you mean like uh, like Steve McQueen and a and a what the, what the hell was the Natalie the, the Wood? Caper. No, the, oh, the, oh the, 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 the getaway. No, 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 no. The, no, the he's Mexico. the rich guy, the billionaire. They remade it with Pierce Brosnan. Oh right, um, the with the, the chess game they play yeah, the very famous yeah, yeah, chess. Thomas Cronafield. Yes, there you go. Yeah. he's out in one of those sweaters out on Cape Cod yes. at one point. Yeah, so yeah, just that, like that's Steve McQueen. You look exactly just like that like Steve in your mind. People. <laughs> Next, Bill. Next ball. Um, obviously Cleveland, but a close second is where uh, in Cleveland. Like what? What specific place of, of in Cleveland? I is actually the most love beautiful place on earth. I actually love. Um, the industrial side of the uh, flats, the west side. Oh, the foundry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's super. <laughs> it's super rusty. It's it's um, gritty and urban, and there's these great bars and art galleries, and it's not even necessarily that safe. But uh, you know what? I don't very actually evocative. believe that is your answer to what is the most beautiful place on earth. Well, a close second. Is, I didn't say like what's your favorite place on earth, most beautiful place on earth. That's a subjective. Definition of beautiful. But I'm saying I don't believe that's your Well, a close beautiful. second. I think that you're doing it to keep that meme is, up, but I don't believe it's You just want to get the listeners drunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the Burren on the west coast of Ireland is uh, uh, extremely... Is that in County Cork? Uh, it's not. It's, uh, <laughs> Cork isn't on the west coast. That's all. It's, uh, <laughs> How are the troubles? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, really rocky. Um, extremely rocky. Um, there's ruins of cathedrals from God knows when. Um, and it goes on for miles. I tried to walk through it, which was a bad idea because it, it goes on for too many miles and it was driving rain. But it's dark and stunning and there's nowhere like it on Earth. It doesn't even feel like you're that on Earth. What is, That's the what is summer like in Ireland? Uh, there's two nice days. Oh, okay. And on those two nice days, everybody brings out the shorts they bought in the 80s and gets a really bad sunburn. Right, right. <laughs> totally unused to being out in the sun. Nice. nice. Also, the Badlands. Badlands of South Dakota. Oh, South yeah. South Dakota, quite, yeah. Oh. I drove it's like being on the moon. In a, in a moonlit. It oh, is. Wow. And I drove through it at night with a full moon and, and clear skies. So wow. I really had the sense of a moonscape. Yeah. When wow. it was kind of, I wish I'd seen it in the day, but I also think I got a unique experience. Yeah. I kind of got there movie. right before sunset and hiked as the sun was setting. Nice. Um, it, that that oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Photos of it don't do it any justice. It just is completely transportative. Wow. Now, James, you've been around the world. I have. Where was your most beautiful place? <laughs> Isn't it obvious? The mirror. Yeah. And then the button didn't <laughs> work. Uh, 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 by the way, everybody, even... everybody at home... Uh. <laughs> James's hand was poised uh. over a button. Oh, that right. button that never worked. I was poised over it. It didn't work. Oh. The bit just fell flat. So <laughs> yeah, We were all away from our microphone. The more yeah. we talk about it, the more flat it gets. So yes. let's continue. So this. let's continue on. No, actually, um, 
I, honestly, and, and millions of people have been here, but uh, Oahu. Oh, nice. I've never yeah, been. Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Um, better than nice. Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Any specific place in Oahu? Uh, there was this waterfall. Experience? I can't remember the name it's of the, the waterfall. Cleveland of the Pacific. You have to, you kind of, yeah. <laughs> you have to walk through this kind of this uh, jungly path to get to this beautiful waterfall where they, uh, Mysteriously, there's a, there are shows at two, three, four, and five where a guy dives off the top of it, uh, wow. just like in nature. Right, it's like but, old uh, faithful. Yeah, but it, it was really cool. I can't remember the name of it now, but Blue uh, Lagoon. It was yes, it was very Blue Lagoon esque. Very, very much so. Good. And in that, good. there was incest going on. Uh, no, there wasn't. <laughs> I forgot. Was that at they the weren't heart incest. Of they weren't brother and sister. They weren't brother and sister. Oh, they weren't. No. no they well, thanks for ruining that for me. Yeah. I, no, I think we saved, it. Yeah. we saved it for you. <laughs> if you've been watching it and been titillated and thinking it was incest, that probably well, was that, traumatic for you. Well, yeah. Well, it, they were just well, really oh, young. Oh, right? I have a confused boner. Yeah. Listless <laughs> masturbation. Boner. I have a bemused boner. <laughs> That's going to be my profile name. <laughs> Uh, uh, Ryan it, says that the most amused? beautiful place that he's been to is the top of the World Trade Center. Wow. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Yes. I, I hear you on that. It was, yeah. I, was it the, uh, I remember dining at the windows of the world at the top there really? when I was yeah. a kid. And on one of those beautiful days where you could just felt like you see forever, it was an it was extraordinary view. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so this last one, and by the way, tweet in your answers to at Nooner Dan Marty. Uh, this one is informative, so really think about this. This is going to help the listeners. Okay. What's your makeout jam? So when you when you've brought Nick the dentist now, Brett the vet, Brett the vet, home, you know after long, <laughs> di- you've made him dinner, and he's like, he's his his dogs are tired, uh, and he's. But you want to set the mood right, and yeah. you, you give him a Pim's cup. No, no. So you give him a sidecar, yeah. And then you sit him down, right? At, and you press play. What comes out of this? Hello, Dolly. <laughs> well, hello, Dolly. I like that to think gets it's the male everybody sex into song. the mood. <laughs> Who doesn't? Like, you know what? Honestly, Marty, you know this about me. I'm a, such a music idiot. That I I truly you'll be swell you'll I, be great I know what not Got to put on but I don't have the play. thing to put on so I I wouldn't I didn't do it and I know that I'm I'm the wrong here I know that you're supposed to that you want to have something for, but it's but I, but I do I truly do not but have you an could answer. also argue that it I know takes, what not to put on you could also argue that it takes away from the moment and the moment is really between the two of you I, but right I, I wish I could fall back on that's kind of giving you the lifeline I just am so stupid about music I think music should be on but don't have that thing that I know what to put so on. then you just say can you hear the music and he's like no exactly can I actually I actually have what he plays. <laughs> You pretty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, we love you. In chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang. What we'll do? Near chitty far chitty in a motor car chitty. What a See, chitty this is, this is Dan is bang bang chitty chitty bang bang. Our fine for fender Dan's bit bang bang chitty is ruining every song, even if it's a song that he's singing. Chitty bang bang. He will ruin it. Fine for He will sing it over his own song. Welcome to Dan's bit. Thank you. This has been my show. <laughs> Bill, uh, well, I, I I get fired up by dirty, gritty rock and roll, but that's probably not that appropriate. 
If you're trying to impress a lady. Yeah, but if the lady likes the opening cut on Exile on Main Street, I'm getting married. Then it's a done deal. Um, but uh, and she's wearing a uh, lacy full ankle to neck Victorian dress. Exactly. Somehow you Shoes get that, that combo. take forty five minutes to take off. The Marian kind and, and hurt her feet. Um, I you know Sam Cooke, Curtis That's Mayfield, good. Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. I mean the obvious stuff. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. The whole record. It's the, it's, it is a little obvious. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. totally odd, but yeah. you're super group. I, sometimes you put on uh, Django Reinhardt. Really mm-hmm. nice yeah, jazz yeah. that's uh, sort of harkens back to an older. Do you do era. Luther Vandross's rendition of One Shining Moment? Only, only if she's special. Truly <laughs> <It's a> <laughs> special. Only if she's the one. One shining moment. <laughs> uh, those are all pretty obvious, but you know th- that that's that's sort of what I'm thinking might get her going. But what gets me going is the is the dirty rock and roll early Aerosmith. Nice. nice. Miguel like, mentioned yeah. Butterfly Kisses. Which song is that? Uh, I believe that's uh, is that Michael or Janet or oh, a Jackson of some description? I think it's one of the Jacks. Likely not Tito. Bob Carlyle, Tim McGraw. That's who comes up on the internet when I Google that. Um, and then uh, I want to lick you up and down Snuggins from Ryan Connolly. Um, <laughs> and then Lou just says, "Erg, makeout jams are cheesy." Sorry, no. That's no, why I put on Thin Lizzy. And uh, just, you know, that's, uh, that is a good point. I think. Put it in the hands of the gods. Makeup jam seems a little, it maybe yeah, but, uh, defending myself a little bit is like, because I don't know that one thing to that's put on. That's what I like, was, I was giving you that out. Okay, well, thanks. Then I should have taken it. You're right. Um, but it does feel like, oh, pardon me. Let me just put on a little. Something. Yeah. And my smoker's <laughs> jacket. And, <laughs> right. And saunter little, into the, back into the room. I like Prince. Uh, I play uh, Prince uh, Adore. Nice. Great oh. song. I love that song. Um, Ooh, I'm all for the Motley Crue shout out. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> By Ryan. She goes down. That wouldn't have been my cut, but. Well, will you give us a little of your cut? Um, Fuck. I'm feeling something weird inside. No, stop it. Stop it, Doctor, feel good. feel good. So yeah, that what about nice. Coltrane and He's Hartman? Be John John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman, you know, something's <laughs> nice and sweet. My, I said Django Reinhardt. All right, there you go. I put on a Krampus jingle. Christmas, Christmas kids, I'm coming for you. And your son. I'll bring you gifts or take your head. Now let's make out. You have no choice. <laughs> All right. So what do you guys got going for the weekend? We're going to, I think we'll wrap it up. Last week we went like 10 minutes early. Uh, late we might go 10 minutes early. Yeah. Today. You know, because I actually, I got a meeting. Where do you have a meeting? Nerve Tell about. Tell not a meeting. I actually have a conference call at 11. So I was going to duck out five minutes early. So yeah. What's your your conference call? Use your right hand to ease your nerve damage. I know. I'm going to try because something's going on. Yeah. But tomorrow yeah. I'm but looking for a chiropractor. That's happened before though. And don't go to a chiropractor. It, uh, well, I, I am because I want just a little bit of uh uh, I want some relief. It'll give me a couple days relief. Uh, yeah, I did. I remember a couple years ago I was having a pain here too, but this is a different quality. I don't know how to describe it, Marty. But yeah, I think it's it's something from when I injured my back a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. Excellent. And uh, but that's not what I'm doing this weekend. I'm relaxing. What this do you, is my nice. week from me. How Carrie Diaries? How long are you done. in town for? Are you going to be back done. next week? Uh, but uh, uh, Rob's gonna be in town. We're doing some Veronica Mars work next week, so I won't be able to be here next week. But, really, not yeah. for two hours? Priorities. An hour? Jesus nope. Christ! We what's got, wrong with you? Me, well, me, I'm getting to work. Getting well, to work. Why, don't, why don't you bring Rob in here? 
No, we got meetings specifically Tuesday morning. Oh, mm. Fuck so. you guys and Veronica Mars. But by the way, I'm available whenever you should. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't think my Twitter campaign. By the way, thanks for everybody who tweeted into Rob uh, in support of in support of uh, Mr. There Lewis were a return. lot of. Uh, uh, it's very kind of you. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know how fruitful that will be, but uh, the efforts were appreciated by me at the very least. <laughs> and Bill, what do you got going this week? My weekend is wide open, but this week um, I got a production meeting for a pitch pilot I'm producing with the. Um, Executive producer of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then nice. Thursday and Friday, I'm Mandel doing. or who? Uh, Tim Gibbons. Ah. Thursday and Friday, I'm doing uh, pre prep and then shooting a teaser for Dave Made a Maze, actually. A, a, oh, one, nice. a one shot, it's uh, kind of complicated shot. We're going to prep it on Thursday, shoot it Friday. Where are you going to oh, shoot great. it? In my apartment, actually. We're building a, a portion of the maze in my apartment. Holy shit. I'm really excited about it. But it all looks God, like cardboard and so damn industrious, homemade. Happen. You're from Cleveland. Yeah, that's we're, we're, we're born to work. Supposed to we are born to work and homemade, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's all got a handmade feel. When so you have a company, you should call it together. Film Foundry. That should be your company. I like that. <laughs> little, little. I, like that. I was going to do Born to Lose, but I like that no, a lot better. See, yeah, I think that that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Filmfoundry.com is already taken on seriously. Yep. Yep, there's filmfoundry.co.uk, there's filmfoundry.com. Film Factory? Um, yeah, I'm sure there's Film Factory. Yeah, Film Factory. I went, I thought I went, you know, yeah. a level of... Little, little deeper. Yeah, Film Foundry has I, made... I, I, sm- I could smell the molten steel. Yeah, it has made Foundry. 10 yeah. films, according to Internet oh. Movie Database. Yeah. One Dead of them's called Lost a Sheep Story. Mm-hmm. Dog Days of Summer. Right. Uh, James, your your week? Uh, weekend, actually, great stuff. We got Rob Paulson and the Animaniacs uh, nice. reunion podcast wow. happening Friday at the Love It's. I saw and him at Comic-Con. He's a yeah. lot of fun on the he's, mic. He's such a, a sweetheart. Oh, wait, what, what's, which podcast is that again? Uh, it's his show, uh, our podcast, uh, Talking Tunes. Okay. Talking Tunes. Nice. But it, it's a special uh, Animaniacs. Animaniacs reunion, so they'll have the voice actors there, obviously, and they're going to do a meet and greet and the whole deal. A lot of people, it's already sold out, so oh. it's an amazing event. I mean, you guys have, so you can come in. All right. But, yeah. I have, uh, I'm doing it. Cool. Yeah, I, do you have your play this weekend? Fine. Then don't come. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no. but, yeah, I love how quickly Mar- Marty didn't say, like, hey, thanks, that's really cool, and then just let it be. You were like, nah, nah I can't. I, no, I said it. thanks. I cannot yeah. make it. I got it. You were like, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I almost that snapped when I said it. Fine. To your show. Don't I can't come. come. Uh, that was you're doing a play? Gross misrepresentation. All right. Everybody heard it. We can play it back. <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, and Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got... Uh, it's uh, Punch TV is is uh, co-producing an event where we're going to have some music guests and uh, our headline music guest uh, is going to be an, a group from the 80s, Climax, meeting in the ladies room, Sweet. Uh, men all pause, um, not, <laughs> not menopause, men all pause. Got um, it. Although it. I think a few of them may not be climax, entering menopause. Not the climax that did precious is a word I used to describe. No. Oh. That's it. It's spelled different. different. It's with a K, right? K. Yeah. K-L-Y-M-A-X-X. Climax. So that's uh, that's Sunday. It's going to be a fun time. So good stuff nope. happening. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Very no. no. <laughs> across the mercy. <laughs> Jerry and the pacemakers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Marty? I, I I've got uh, the play. What are you doing? Tell me about your play. It's closing this weekend. You're welcome to come. What play? It's a play called Forever. It's based on a Judy Blume. Oh, I've book. seen you in it before. Yeah, it's a different production of it. It's a, not a musical. You've mounted it again. Uh, somebody else has. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, come come to the theater. Is it Sacred Everybody's Falls? Or? No, it's at a, a new theater. It's called Magnum Opus Players. Magnum Opus Players. Have they been around? Org. Or is that I've seen uh, it on the, It's a show, yeah. and now they're it's a separate theater. Brandon company. Clark, I think. Oh, Brandon Clark uh, is yeah, okay. it's his yeah, good show. So everyone come see that. It's closing weekend. Nobody come. Nobody will come, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> well, you're you're, you're <laughs> selling and, us uh, on right. it so yeah. hard. How could I possibly? So, by the way, thanks everyone for the great emails and tweets. We are at Nooner Dan Marty at Nooner podcast at gmail.com uh, and will thanks for putting us on the air he offered that another time next week if yeah. you want to do it well, we'll uh, let's suss that out we'll, we'll suss it out Possibly we will do some so. sussing yeah. are you uh, sure you know what suss means yeah doesn't it mean to blow <laughs> <laughs> we will blow it out our we will suss it out our ass um, <laughs> and make sure you guys uh leave comments for those of you that listen on itunes Keep oh. leaving those comments. We yeah. love your comments. And tweet. If you like the tweet. show, tweet it to the iTunes comments. Tweet your gratefulness nice to the Smodcast yeah. gods above. Um, yes. If you, yeah, give us some love and and uh, tell your friends. All right. That's well, it was good talking at y'all. Yes. <laughs> and with y'all. Wait, I was, I was going to say your last goodbye. You can have the last goodbye, Marty. No, no, no. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you next Tuesday. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.